Hi, thanks for tuning into the Bouts of Boy podcast. My name is Michael, and I'm joined by my co-host Alex, and we like making jokes that only we find funny. Because we live in Canada, we aren't able to take sponsorships, but that's okay, because your continued support keeps us warm at night. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome all back to the Bouts of Boy podcast. Today is episode six. Michael, it's been a while. How you been? Yeah, yeah I'm very good. <laughs> oh, that was it? I was expecting a lot more. I'm just more excited. Episode six, jeez. How far we've come. Yeah, and how far we're going to sink. Uh, still a, lot, a long way to go. Well, this is season one, right? I don't know how long we plan doing this for. Uh, if if we feel like it's getting too shitty, we'll uh we'll hit that season end real quick. But it, I mean, it's up to the listeners, right? So if for all you listeners out there, if you guys keep supporting us, we'll continue to make this content. But we're gonna need more guests soon. So if you are interested in joining in on this podcast and listening and joining in on the discussion, please let us know. Reach out to us, please. I beg of you. Yeah, second. But that's. The current engagement we have so far is pretty nice. I mean, we're able to look at analytics. It's nothing like groundbreaking, but for this kind of close-knit, relatively speaking, group of people that we produce this podcast for, it's still pretty nice to see that people are interested. Warms my heart. Oh, definitely. And I've been getting messages from some of the listeners, and I've been actually reaching out to some people, and they said, yeah, I listened to your podcast, and I really like the... The atmosphere and the 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 I guess the air of the conversation and how it feels when it's like a conversation between friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I get that same feedback. The only thing I would change is maybe the intro music, just because I want to spice things up. But maybe that's for season two. Oh, um, that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, eventually we're gonna transition into live video, right? When we talked about our new pitch idea, I'm not gonna uh, spoil <laughs> it because the writers will get upset if I spoil our ideas once corona is over that's true that's true um we can also end the season so i have uh, an arbitrary reason to change the music you know you're gonna be listening and all of a sudden the next time you listen it's gonna be like an anime ost oh yeah i was about to say yeah season two it has (laughs) to change you have to change the intro music yes absolutely i think that'll get people pretty (laughs) (laughs) whatever keeps engagement yeah (laughs) yeah but uh in terms of moving on we do have a few questions actually given from some of our uh, listeners Mm -hmm. Uh, for example let's go with what is the most memorable moment of this year and i think that means like 2020 because i mean it'd be pretty short year Mm -hmm. it was 2021 i I guess uh, the most memorable moment of the year and people who know me know that i have like a really garbage memory Uh, I, i feel for this year being stuck inside the ones that are memorable are the attempts that we make to keep sane um mm. so i look back and how in in preparation for this question i was looking back at photos i had on my phone maybe as like a ways to spark my memory and there's times where uh, chanel and i my significant other we would do activities to keep each other entertained uh, we had a like a quarantine olympics where we like played games with each other in like a olympic style wow um uh, yeah, ones that I can remember are, I think this is from like Fear Factor or something where you have a box 
and you can put your hands in it, but you can't see what's in it, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those, yeah. <laughs> and I think I I freaked her the fuck out when I put, like, a little piece of melted chocolate. Like, I broke a piece of chocolate, oh. and I warmed it up with my hands, so it's, like, a weird texture. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it there, and she was screaming, because she's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was chocolate, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wink! Wink, wink. It was chocolate. Um, and, yeah, that, that was one idea that we did. So... Uh, another thing that we also did relatively soon, and some people who might follow me or the people I know on Instagram, uh, we did a nice dinner thing for... I was uh, just about to say that. Uh, it's just like, big props to you for doing what you did, because that was actually really cool. Yeah, so like what people don't know, just because like, you're a little iffy, but like we our, our circle that we spend time with is just uh, her sisters and their significant other right mm-hmm. um so in this case like her sister joanne and her boyfriend hans and we just all stick together in that so we did that type of thing for each other so uh last saturday we went to their place and they transformed their condo space to a restaurant and then we had like a like a four course meal and they mm-hmm. pretended to be waiters it was nice right and then they came <laughs> over the next day and we did the same thing so it was an excuse oh, wow. Yeah, to transform our space into something like ridiculous but fun and then pretend to be in the service industry and make some good food for them. So, yeah, it was great. I think we might do it like twice a year maybe. That sounds like a lot of fun. And when you brought it up, I actually talked to uh, Suyin about this uh, and I thought that was so cool. And I can't wait to actually, in, in a sense, almost like take that idea from you and do that when I actually have my own space and mm-hmm. I can actually play around because that's just it's just such a cool idea especially you know for so many people out there who love to go out to eat and eat fancier meals I think this is the perfect time to try to do something like that and try to like expand your creative mind with something like food to really you know kind of replicate that experience that you would get outside because you could do the same thing as restaurants out there at a budget too yeah exactly and we were thinking about how much the food we served would have costed if we went out to a restaurant and it's insane like how much we could save like that and yeah. making big meals is is a lot of work sure but it's also rewarding if you do it for the people you care about right 100% yeah so well thank you for thinking it was a good idea it's not, it wasn't mine, oh so so cool such a cool idea oh who came up with the Chanel I think Chanel did I, I hope so well, yeah. Props to you, Chanel. That was really cool, and I hope one day in the future, if we open up, we'll do. We could do something like that together, where we can actually maybe we could collab together and do something fun like that. I think that'd be a really fun idea. Yeah, for sure. But let let us know what did you make? What did you cook up in this four course <laughs> dinner? So, uh, we, I and really... wait, hold on. Let me let me cut let me cut in right here because you actually went out of your way to make a menu too. It's not even <laughs> just making a four course dinner. This man literally came out with a menu with like the fancy restaurant writing where you just write out the key ingredients like pork belly (laughs) seaweed something something glaze i'm like this man full-on restaurateur right here yeah i've watched a lot of stuff like that Mm -hmm. but we also did it in anticipation that the other couple would do the same and they did like they had printed out menus uh her her sister has like a sticker business so she has like good a good printer oh yes 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 and yeah they they make some good stuff so theirs was legit Uh, too so we knew we had to step it up oh that would have been so much funnier they didn't do anything like that (laughs) it's just they served it like chinese style just threw it at you and be like here take fun i think that's our next our next plan like we know the food's good so 
who cares about the service i think absolutely be- yeah it's a uh, it's it's definitely worth the effort to like try to make it look nice as and i saw your plating and presentation absolutely like i saw the effort that was put in there but when you realize that man that's a lot of work i just want to eat you know what i mean mm-hmm. sometimes and i mean when we're busy i could understand that but now you have so much time so yeah getting get it going out of your way to do something like that it definitely is something special yeah for sure uh well back to what you initially asked like what i made i like i didn't have a theme it just so happens that it kind of could be Italian from the majority of it. Um, I really like. I like caprese salad, uh, and mm-hmm. we went to Costco. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Caprese or caprese? I oh, I don't actually know. I, I don't want to start a war on this, but I'm oh. pretty sure it's caprese. I remember the aioli mayonnaise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. No, Calm but down. actually, how 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 is it pronounced? I'm pretty sure it's caprese. Okay. Now, now, now you got me scared. I don't even know anymore. Maybe because you don't there. see my hand signs, you know, because I have to do like the gestures, the gesticulation when you talk so, and say something maybe. in Italian. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. That's what's missing. So it's like um, a caprice salad. Caprisan, caprisan. Yeah, caprisan. <laughs> a caprisan salad. Yeah, because um, oh, I wanted to try like the balsamic glaze and mm-hmm. I didn't have, there wasn't any basil. It's not the season for it, but there's like this like basil in a tube it was surprisingly good so i just mixed it with uh, some olive oil and some crushed garlic and then it was really easy to do a plating just because the reduction was so thick so it was nice mm-hmm. uh the second meal i was supposed to make like these onigiri balls like i had roasted pork belly and some sushi mm-hmm. rice but yes. i fucked up the technique so i'm like shit i can't do this so we just made like tiny bites of, yes and it i did out. see that it, it just kind of looked like a big sushi which is okay though but like i said what matters is you know you tried and like i said it's it's perfect that you've documented this first time so the next time you do it you can make it better yeah for sure and working on that technique um the third one is just a crusted salmon with some broccolini um mm-hmm. and there is like a tartar oh. sauce it, it was like a mix of flavors it still worked mm. out i think but um i just wanted some like cold aspects, hot aspects, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it worked pretty well. And the fourth ent- uh, entree I, was a bit lackluster because it was a pasta dish. I went to this local pasta shop, I guess, near me downtown called mm-hmm. Dalmoros or Dalmoros. Oh, I've heard of that place. Yep, I heard of that place. Yeah, because they're like fresh pasta. So I wanted to get fresh pasta because that would be better, right? Oh, so you didn't make it yourself because I saw in the menu said homemade pasta. I'm like, this man went out of his no, way to no. make homemade no. rigatoni. I'm like, damn, this man's got a lot yeah. of time on his hands. And I was like, oh, okay, you bought it. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I borrowed uh, Wilson's, <laughs> Wilson's pasta maker that Jenny mentioned last episode. Oh yeah! Uh, shout out to Jenny and Wilson. Out. Thank you. Yeah, no, but I I did not make that myself. Sorry, but it was technically homemade because they made it, just not in yeah, this it was, house. It was made in somebody's home. <laughs> somebody's as long as home. it was made in somebody's home, it's homemade. Yeah, but the thing is, when I bought it, it was pretty much the same thing as like the store bought ones because I mm-hmm. could see that they were making it there, but it was still like dried and like it was made that day, but it still had pretty much the same consistency as like packaged pasta right Mm. which is kind of unfortunate so the whole dish kind of lacked that aspect but i guess it's Mm -hmm. still good and then we just did a dessert which was just like a brownie with some fruits and some mints and we had some kawartha ice cream Mm. that's a good deal yeah yeah kawartha dairy needs to seriously come to like at least markham it doesn't have to come to scarborough but it should come to at least markham because it's only available what new market and way up north 
actually like I buy mine from like I'm near College Park and there's a farm boy here, right? Mm, and okay. they sell Kawartha like the same size for the same price, like mm. six dollars for one point five liters. Oh, I can see. That's why it's that's why it's worth it because you know how yeah. when you, the the regular Kawartha dairy shops, like you can just buy like three massive scoops and then when they say baby scoop like it's the one scoop it's humongous mm-hmm. like i can't eat more than that like, like a literal size of a baby scoop yeah it's actually crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that was that was my memorable moment and our menu what would you say yours would be um it might not just be necessarily like last year for example i mean i could say that i mean one of them was definitely uh, deciding to start a YouTube channel with Suyen. I thought that was just something yeah. that was just super fun. It, ha- it hasn't been anything serious, but I think what the most important thing about it is that the fact that we're basically creating our, the, our memories into something that we've edited and that we truly think that we enjoy the product that came out, it's always so nice to actually go back and watch it. Like our first video, I think it was like two months ago, and we I would rewatch it and it would just make me happy. Mm-hmm. to know that we've done something great and like i said i don't expect this to blow up i don't expect it for anything but i want to have this like five years down the line i can watch myself do something stupid while i'm camping or do something stupid when i'm cooking and just laugh about it yeah i, I think that's one of the best things of 2020 yeah and I, I really enjoy your videos too i like well initially when i asked you about kind of the style you're going for you can clearly see it in the way it's presented in your videos it's very like home style like behind the scenes type of look it's very like i don't want to say casually shot but it makes you feel very comfortable you know mm-hmm. and, that's and really, i think I, I, I think that's what we're trying to go for is because mm-hmm. we just have this we both have this like very chill vibe that yeah. we really enjoy and that's what we're trying to portray and like i said i don't think that we're trying to establish some sort of personality through these videos and trying to be fake right mm-hmm. it is what it is and i think that anybody that knows me or knows suyen will look at these videos and know that what we're doing and how we treat each other is exactly the same as in real life i would like to think well right? I, don't, I don't know your leo seems a little bit facetious but uh, i can't fucking say that word for facetious facetious <laughs> like fake he seems fake to me you know oh yeah he's totally just think... playing it for, he's totally playing it for the camera yeah. honestly and I'm I'm totally not using him for views and clickbait. Totally, totally. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Another thing that I would think is a great, um, I would say, is a very good moment is that uh, several years ago I like embarked on like a weight loss journey, like where I went to like a, a fitness boot camp and I lost a ton of weight, and I would always like kept trying to like basically do better physically, right? Because I always used to think that man. Like if I actually like took care of myself, I would be in a lot better shape and I always put myself down and my self-esteem wasn't really the best. And I think that last year I decided to like really change up my diet and really try to like push forward because I felt like I was losing myself again and I ended up losing quite a bit of weight and it actually made me so like confident and like very positive thinking in terms of like my mindset and on the things I could do in life. Unfortunately, it's winter now. So like I've kind of like slowed down a lot because I can't really go out for walks anymore. And, you know, because I used to go out for walks all the time, do this, do that, go to the gym. Unfortunately, gyms are closed. But uh, I hope that once the time comes, I can like just get back onto it full swing and get back to the goals that I want. So in terms of like self-confidence and like, yeah, my weight, I think I've ever been, I've been the lowest I've ever been. 
at least a few months ago I was, and then I was like the happiest I was ever. Yeah, like even though we're on this podcast together, I hardly get to see you. Like I only catch yeah. glimpses of you, maybe in your videos or maybe through maybe what Suyen shares. And yeah. you, and you look good, dude. Like I'm gassing you up right now, but yeah, you look good. <laughs> I, I mean, we're we're talking about like what two and a half, maybe two and a half years ago. I was probably at my heaviest, which is around 175 to 180 pounds. I think 179.5 was like the highest I was ever recorded myself. Mm-hmm. But before I joined the fitness boot camp, I was like 175-ish. And I lost like, I think almost 23 pounds in like six weeks mm-hmm. from that gym program thing. And it's not healthy. I'm not going to condone that losing 20-something pounds in six weeks is healthy. But it definitely taught you like a mindset of like, you got to learn to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, taking one step forward is the first step, obviously, into bettering yourself. And I think that's something I carried forward as like a mentality with with life is like, you got to take the first step. That's how you, uh, how, how you do things. And I think that's how it happened with like a YouTube channel. That's how it happened with this podcast. We decided to take this leap of faith and see where it went and look what happened. Now we're famous. Yeah. No, to- <laughs> some, somewhat. Some people wouldn't let this get to our heads. We're in full <laughs> ego maniac <mode laughs> right now. We're hot shit. Uh, yeah, definitely. hundred percent. But yeah, I would say like, yeah, and now and now I think I weigh around like one fifty five. Mm-hmm. But I at my lowest point, I actually hit under one fifty. I was like like one forty nine. I think I was Damn. at my lowest point. And I was working out, and I it wasn't just like you're losing a ton of weight, losing a ton of muscle. Like I was still actively working out, getting muscle while losing fat. So in terms of like, yeah, I was I felt the best I could ever feel. Mm-hmm. I I lost a lot of weight too, but it was not through my own choices. I, I think at the beginning of quarantine, when I was still able to go to the gym, I was like maybe 180 pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pretty much lost 20 pounds instead. Holy, that's crazy. <sighs> yeah, I stopped, I stopped eating protein and just got fatter, but it's all good. It's all so good. all that good food though, all that good cooking. All that good, good. And all I can say is I can't wait for uh, summertime and for the YouTube channel to start heading to the beach. See that body yeah. you've been working on? Woo! Yeah, I need I, I need to get ready for the beach body while yeah. I wear a mask. The uh, the the summer the summer body, and you'll see the exponential growth in subscribers at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. one thing that I, I think you met, uh, well, based on what you've talked about before, and I'm sure you thought about before as well, is that documenting your life on mm-hmm. YouTube and how you can look back. It, it's just crazy to think that, say, when we have kids they're going to be able to see what we're like directly, you know, and see every little thing. And you, and you can't imagine that for our parents, right? It's just so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, for them, everything was kept on like, let's say VCR or digital mm-hmm. cameras. And some of those things, they can never be kept. Actually, several months ago, my dad actually got a bunch of photos from his mother, my grandma, from her house. And it was like pictures of him when he was a teenager. Mm. and and i was looking through all these photos and i'm just like imagine if we had video back then and i could see what he was like when he was a teenager and like how toronto used to look when he was growing up and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and unfortunately we'll never be able to see something like that and it can only be relived through like the stories that he tells me or the memories that he has in his brain but with like youtube or with just how the digital age is going we can encapsulate everything on a digital platform which is great yeah it's nice to think about 
my my parents tried to capture it too except the reason we can't see it is is my fault because i was a kid they handed me the vcr or whatever the video recorder and i instantly fell and i broke it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's all thanks to you the memories are gone the memories are gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Okay. I mean, that, that pretty much summarizes it all. Um, thank you to the individual or individuals who actually sent that question. And please, if you have any other questions you would like to ask us in the beginning of the podcast, please send them over to Baozi underscore boys at our Instagram, and we'll be sure to try to answer them the best way we can. But I think it's, uh, it's been a while, and I think we should uh, get on to the main topic of this episode. And as you guys may have known, thank you to everyone who saw the story post and answered some questions. But as you all know, you know who the guest is for today. We were trying a new format of getting questions and it actually worked out pretty nicely. So thank you all for your engagement. And without further ado, uh, our next esteemed guest, drum roll, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yen Liu. The one and only. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Sue. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. What's welcome. up? What's up, man? I am the number six esteemed guest for this podcast. I'm pretty excited to be here. Wait, you, you fucked it up. You weren't. You're, this is Wait, episode what? six, but we've only had four guests so far. Oh. <laughs> cut the. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> cut it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Suyin doesn't okay. listen to the podcast, so it's yeah, understandable. <laughs> I had to practically drag her into this podcast. I kept begging her, please, please, we need guests. I listen to your podcast when it's still raw and uncut and unedited. Oh, yeah. correct. Yeah. She, she's, she wants that producer credit. And so far, everyone who's been on has offered some very good insight, which makes everyone pretty much a producer. But... We appreciate the plug. You know, this is episode six, but you are our fourth esteemed guest. And how how's it going there in the basement? It's uh, it's it's cold. <laughs> cold, and you know me, I'm always cold. The, <laughs> your ice, your icy tip fingers, and then you, and also like Michael and I both understand how cold your fingers are. Yes, I'm sure you do. It's like it came out of a refrigerator or something. <laughs> but uh that's legit yeah so i'm i'm sitting by my my desk and i'm i'm inside a sleeping bag uh, <laughs> literally <laughs> literally your high school and like university days yeah this is what i did when i was studying late at night i have mittens on the side in case my hands get cold oh man. hopefully i don't need that uh, i'm just imagining you like on not sitting at a table but on the floor in fetal position in just... a cocoon <laughs> This is, this is the environment we want you to be in when recording. <laughs> and back to the icy cold hands. Yes, we, we were joking about that before we started recording, but Suyin's got some fucking cold ass hands. And I have the equivalent of a burn mark whenever she touched me for like nursing practice. And I had to do some <laughs> assessments. I have scars from where she left her mark. Oh, God. Freeze. I mean, this, yeah, this is a great episode. I mean, Suyen is obviously affiliated with me, but also she went to school with you long for basically what two years after high school. So you guys were actually pretty close for the first two years after, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say. Um, so. I know, like, yeah, I, th I think we only got close after 
um, after high school when we went to university together? Because I don't think I was really close with you in high school at all. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think we were acquaintances just because we hung out with similar people. But you like, I mean, you you're pretty quiet, Suvian. It's not like you were yes. reaching out to like make conversation. So the only time we could talk was we're forced to go together to school. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we that did. We did uh, go to the first two years together, and I, I think. I got into the program and I was wondering, like, is anyone else going to Centennial College for nursing? And I was like, oh, hey, it's CN and offered to give you a ride. And yeah. Although I do believe uh, Andy's son was there. Yes. Yeah. Wait, Andy, yeah. Andy said did nursing? Yes. I think he did think nursing. He... And I don't remember if he continued with that, though. I think he I did, just... like, practical nursing. And he only did it for one year and like we'll bump into him occasionally in like the hallways or something. But I think, Michael, you gave him like rides a couple of times or you drove him home a couple of times here and there. Yeah, a few times similar to yours, but I think it kind of fell off after a time. It, it must yeah. have been that one day I went to his house and like knocked on his door like, yo, dude, we're going to be late. And then he came, <laughs> he came out like as if he just woke up he's like dude it's the wrong day and i thought it was like a wednesday but it was like a tuesday so i was oh. like <laughs> slamming on his door for no reason wait i don't remember this i don't think i told you that but that's probably why oh, oh he this is a perfect this is the perfect story to lead up to it remember suyen like it's tuesday remember how um so, <laughs> remember michael you used to give her rides all the time right to school and she would give you gas money and do you remember that time she she keeps telling me this story and i always bring it up to make fun of her one time you guys were driving home i think and then she literally just randomly said oh my god it's tuesday because you guys passed like kfc or something like that <laughs> yeah and she's like oh my god it's tuesday right and she's like oh, let's go and then you just you got roped into it because you thought it was Tuesday too, because you just didn't think about it, right? So you guys <laughs> went to KFC, and then Suyin was all like, "Could I get the Toonie Tuesday special?" And they're like, "What is it? It's Wednesday." Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Wednesday, and you're like, "Oh!" And then you ended up not buying anything, right? Of course no, not. No, no, I did. Oh, what you did? I bought it out of shame. Oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, to this to this day, I, to this day, I still make fun of her for that. Like I literally like I, we passed by KFC, Popeyes, whatever. I'm just like, "Oh my God, it's Tuesday." Yeah, I think it led to us saying it was Tuesday, like, every day. And we're like, wait, it's actually not Tuesday. And then we mm -hmm. would occasionally still go to KFC. Yeah, we would do a lot we of would, pit yeah. stops. Um, we did, yeah. Yeah, we would go to the Scarborough Town Center because it was on the way, get Greek food. That yes! Was <laughs> oh, that was great. I think that I was think our... I introduced it. Yeah, that was our cheat day. We're like, because we knew it was expensive. We're like, eh, eh, and we would do a detail. Just <laughs> <laughs> this is this is exciting for us. You know that that was the peak of excitement. Hey man, Greek food is good stuff, man. Jimmy the Greek. That's that's Suyin shit. Mm -hmm. That is my shit. It's so delicious. I always get the chicken souvlaki, and it's the tzatziki sauce that gets me mm -hmm. with the rice too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. Well, good yeah, you know what? I actually this. forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that memory, actually, until you brought it up. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, Suyan, here's another memory. Um, we, I, I used to give you rides in my shipmobile. It was a very old Dodge <laughs> Caravan. Okay. Yes. Uh, it broke down. I don't think you were there. Or maybe you were there. It broke down 
during the winter time frequently. Uh, I think I had to get towed twice. Maybe had to call CAA a couple times as well to get into. <laughs> Actually, no, that's a separate thing. I've left. I've locked myself out. Yes, you locked yourself out. I remember that story. Yes. I was there. I was there when you locked yourself in your car. <laughs> but I, I think what, I think when I broke down, I wasn't there. I think you said you broke down somewhere in the intersection of like. No, you broke down near my house. You broke down near my house on steels, like near my house. That's that's one time. There's multiple. Oh, okay. There's multiple (laughs) times. There's so many times you you literally have it recorded in your head. Yes, but that's besides the point. Um, The other was that like it did have Bluetooth. Obviously, it had an aux cord, but I didn't have a phone that could play music because I don't think Spotify was a thing. No, No, I don't think so. Uh, so yeah. like we would drive home and I'll pull up my laptop and start playing music. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're like, what do you want to listen to? And then like on the red light, I'll pick up my laptop and go on <laughs> iTunes and play something. <laughs> it's so sad. Back then you had to do what you had to do back yes. then. How far we've come. I was okay. like, hey yo, pass yo, pass me the ox court. No, JK, pass me the laptop. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, Wait. I remember you had like a garbage can right in the middle, always. Oh, that was God. really convenient. I, I still do, yeah. You still do? I, okay. I, well, I, I had the same car, except it's just the newer model. And now I have oh, a fondness okay. for it. I, I thought that all cars had garbage cans because like that's what I grew up having. And then like I realized it's so inconvenient when they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom's car used to like still has one, and I remember like, oh, that's so convenient. I never got myself one. I should actually get myself one. That'd be actually so useful. You don't have a garbage can, but you have a garb. What? No. <laughs> that's that's CN's. I, I like bringing that up. That's CN's. Oh, CN's cousin? No. Oh, Is my that your God. cousin? I, do you yeah, know so that you... story? <laughs> no. What story? Oh my God. It's basically. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> They when 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 my mom was pregnant, she they didn't want to know the sex of the baby yet. They wanted it to be a surprise. They wanted okay. to find out what she delivered. So my mom had my grandpa prepare two names: one name in case I was a girl, and one name in case I was a boy. Okay. So I was born a girl, so my name was Su Yen. But if I was born a boy, my name would have been Garb, which is now my current cousin. That's younger. Yeah, your cousin's name, Garby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! So I, I I think I just remember telling Michael this story about like what my name could have potentially been, and he just cracked up because it was just so outrageous. Yeah, the name Garb is a definitely an interesting name. Okay, I didn't know your cousin had that name. I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that's why when you said it, I'm like, that's not that funny. I was like, what funny story? I know. I think that's fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a very interesting name. <laughs> It is, yeah. And the only reason why is because just like how my name is not your traditional English name, it's like a phonetic sounding of my Chinese name. Garb is the same thing. It's also like a phonetic sounding. I think the Chinese name is like Gabi. So it sounds kind of similar to Garb, kind of. Yeah, that makes sense. It's fair. It's, I mean, okay, well, I don't want to go too You're just making fun of I, Chinese names. I know, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> roasting your cousin for no fucking reason. But I, yeah, I, Michael, remember, you're the one that likes those thick accents, though, remember? You were into those <sighs> girls with the thick Chinese accents? I don't know why that became a 
thing. And just because I know, because it's, I'm not going to cut this out, and Chanel's going to be listening and be like, hey, what's the story behind this? I really <laughs> don't know. I, I'm, it might have been like when I was younger and there was a phase where I liked one girl that had an accent. I don't know where the other ones came from. <laughs> no, but I think you like, for some reason, you were talking to people and every single person you talked to had like an accent or had like a really like fobby Asian name. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe that's why. Maybe they had so we Asian. Yeah. So we assume that you only like really like fobby Asian girls <laughs> with like a really funny Asian name. <laughs> No, well, I think it was more because I was working at Asian places. I was working at Mandarin, so like, oh, yeah, <laughs> so they would You're be right. more Asian. Yeah, heck yeah. Actually, going back to your story about the um, when you locked like yourself out of the car and Suyen was there, do you remember that time where I made a joke? This was back on Twitter, so I don't know if anyone's going to pull up the historical feed for this. Okay. Where you said that you locked Suyen and yourself out, and then I made a tweet to you saying that you locked my woman out in the freezing cold to freeze. And then somebody, I'm not going to name who, they made like this comment saying like, she's not your woman. Like she's not a piece of property that you can uh, like, I don't know, own or something like that. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, that's just a joke that Sien and I have. Like I call her my woman and she calls like my man or whatever it is. And then she like, took it way around the curve. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who do you think you are? Chillax. You remember who that was? I don't remember who that was. I vaguely remember you telling me about that because of the same reaction you just had. <laughs> I could see like how that would be misinterpreted, you know. Yeah. Especially uh, when we're younger, but uh, <laughs> that's funny. I but I did lock her out, you know. Yes, and then I was on YouTube trying to find ways to break into your car. Yes, it's good they, times. They... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you ended up calling CAA, and then some guy just. Use some kind of tool and put it he, between. He the... broke in very quickly, which yeah. is a, a little discouraging. But then I remembered no one would steal my car, <laughs> so it's all right. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one would look at your. Was it wait? What was it again? Silver car. <sighs> it was green. It was green. green. Yeah, everybody knows it was huh? green. We all know Michael has like some kind of color blindness <sighs> to, to green or for something like I th- that. I think Probably. so too. I would believe it. But Suyen, what have you been up to? What have you know exactly what I've been doing? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would like to think that I do know. But <laughs> for the listeners out there who don't know who Suyen is, uh, Suyen is actually my partner, IRL. We are actually dating and we are currently engaged. Oh, shot. Oh, my God. Shot. And we have oh been dating for Suyen. Please share it for the record. How long have we been together for? Because I'm pretty sure you don't know. <laughs> Seven years. Are you sure? Seven years approaching eight. Okay, good. That's that was a test because I remember last time you gave me for our six year anniversary, you gave me a card that said happy seven years. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second. This doesn't make sense. I was like, seven? Like That's we've been together so for seven? Funny. And I was like, wait, and she's like, wait, 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 wait. It's like I was like, no, 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 I'm keeping this. Like, I'll keep it for next year. That's actually hilarious. Yeah, yeah um, that was and a I, mistake. <laughs> I was just like, wow, I'm so honored to think that we've been together even longer than you think it is. It's but yes. smarter because she gives it to you. You can laugh out as a joke and you don't have to give him something next year. So exactly. It's, it's just weird because I hold two cards up. I'm like, wow, they both say happy seven years. I'm like, I don't even know which one to take anymore. Um, but yeah. Which card I gave you. Yeah, even I don't remember because like I said, there's no six year anniversary card. <laughs> we don't True. talk about that year. No, we don't. 
Um, but yeah, we've been together for seven years, going on to eight in May. And we've been engaged for just over a year since, uh, what was it, eight, uh, October 29th, I think it was? Yes. That is yeah, right. basically just before the pandemic happened, which is mm -hmm. very interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's that's how it's been. So I technically know every aspect of Asuyan's life. So it's kind of weird for me to be like, so what have you been up to? But like I said, for the listeners out there, what have you been up to since high school? What have I been up to since high school? Um, so after high school, I went into nursing. I did the nursing program with Ryerson in the collaborative program. And I particularly chose the centennial one. And the only reason why was because it was closer and because I didn't get into the main Ryerson one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, be, a second, I'll, wait a second, wait a second. All the other people are like, oh my god, preach. Wait, so Suyan, we picked like... it for the same reason then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not because they didn't like... take my shitty GPA. That's just, it was just no. convenient. It's so close. The, uh, the average was way too high. Like, I couldn't get it. And same, it made same. no sense because I realized how much I hated commuting downtown. Mm -hmm. So after when we had to commute in third year, I was like, thank god I chose Centennial. Because getting a ride from Michael was very nice. Um, so I did two years in Centennial College. They're still teaching you university courses. Um, and like we mentioned previously, I, uh, I did that with Michael. Um, but we didn't have the same schedule, unfortunately. We had different blocks. That's what they called it. So yeah, some classes yeah. we'll have together. Some classes we didn't. But we both started classes at the same time and we ended classes at the same time oh um, yeah that's why we would still go at the same time yes oh, yeah okay. so and i think sometimes like if if i i don't know i think sometimes we'll have like placement or something or random drop-ins to do like testing stuff like mm -hmm. that i'll take the bus but that was fine um but nursing was hard i'm not gonna lie it was quite challenging it was very stressful um but I thought it was a really good experience because I met a lot of nice people. I made a lot of lifelong friends along the way. And there are still people that I still keep in touch to this day. Um, That's great. So after after nursing, graduated, I was so happy I passed, got the degree. <laughs> Everything is good so far. <laughs> but finding a job was very, very challenging. Um, I think Alex would know how stressed I was um, writing the NCLEX, which is basically the licensing exam for nurses to get your license. Um, I'm just glad it wasn't that expensive. It was only $300. Um, it's still annoying to have to pay, you know, but yeah, I guess it's not that, that expensive. It adds up with um, all the licensing fees you do every year, though. But the, the, to add to it, the reason why you were stressed is because that nursing, like the licensing exam for the NCLEX was a yearly thing, correct? Like if you fail, then you would have to retake it next year? I think you can retake it in like three months or so. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. You didn't have to wait that long, which is not too bad. Um, but yeah. But I remember I used to, uh, I was helping you with like cue cards and I was like holding the cue cards and I was like quizzing you and testing you. And I remember you were getting yeah, very anxious coming up to the test itself. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
But if I remember correctly, you were actually like, I wouldn't say you were confident going into it, but I knew that you did your best. And like you, you knew what you were doing and you knew like what you studied. It's not like you weren't going uh, on a coin flip or something like that. Yes. No, this wasn't something that I purposely winged it for. I think I spent like a month during the summer purely just studying, like waking up, studying, going to bed and just repeating that cycle until I felt confident in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess what's kind of scary about this particular test was that um, it is multiple choice, but the, the the computer or not really the computer, it's like kind of there's an algorithm to it, the test, where judging based on how you answer certain questions, they'll throw different questions for you. Oh, so yes. For example, yeah, yes. which made it kind of challenging. So, so they'll give you maybe like a moderate difficulty question. You answer it okay. Then they'll throw you maybe a, a super a harder question, and it changes and it fluctuates based on how you answer. And ideally, if you answered, I think I think the goal is that you have to stay above a certain like threshold. And as long as you stay above that threshold when you write the end of the test, you will pass. So mm-hmm. you can pass with a minimum of seventy-five questions, or even a maximum of like. I think it was like 200, 200 questions or something. something yeah. yeah. So I was lucky enough that I passed within like around 70-ish. And I guess the reason was because they probably kept throwing the hard questions at me. So if you if they kept throwing those hard questions and you kept getting those right, then they'll give you even more harder questions, which kind of means that you can probably pass that test quicker, if that makes sense. I don't know if it does. Yeah, if, if the if the system or the algorithm, as you put it, deems that you've answered it uh, well enough, and at the point where the minimum questions is met at seventy five, they deem that you think if they think you can pass, then they pass you. You either if you end the test at seventy five questions, you either fail miserably, which is un- <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is unlikely because like if you have to prepare beforehand, or if you or it's more likely that you knew your stuff and you ended around that time. It sounded like you ended at 75. I think I remember you ended at 75. I, th- I think so. You Either think 75 so? or like 78 or something. Oh, okay. Pretty close. But, it's but in conclusion, Suyen's a smart cookie and she did very well in her test and she passed with flying colors. Great job, great job. Yes, yeah. yes. Very and I mean, it, it, of course it's stressful too because it's for the nursing licensing exam, if you don't pass, then you have to retake it in three months. But that also means another three months you can't look for work because if you're not certified, you can't be a nurse, correct? Yes, that is correct. I mean, if you're lucky, then you could find an employer that is willing to hire you as kind of like not a registered nurse yet. And like, they'll pay for, they'll pay you still, but it's quite challenging, especially with this job market. They want someone that actually has a license because they don't want to be held. They don't want to be held accountable. They want mm-hmm. you to. You. They want you to be held accountable. Hundred percent. I mean, Michael, your your case was similar, right? When you got hired for your job, you weren't even certified yet, right? Oh yeah. Oh, it's because they they didn't know, right? I think that we talked about that. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to bring up. It's it's not that I lied. It was just a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure it was. No, I legit thought they knew. Then they asked, and I was like, yeah, I'm not licensed yet. They're like, oh, so they changed my contract, and they just changed it back when I passed. Although, mm-hmm. like, 
I would probably lose my job if I didn't pass. But you know, I wasn't really stressed. Like whatever, just fine. Yeah, because you're a big, you're you're a big shot. You got it. One yeah. go. Well, that's the thing. Like it's funny how like even the wording you put. You said you're lucky to pass in seventy-ish questions. You knew your shit, Sweden. I had at the keep exactly. reminding you. You knew your shit. And we slayed together. I, I knew you knew your shit. We did, we did. But sometimes I don't feel it. I don't feel it like I know my shit. Yeah. Well, that's because of, that's because of the questions, though. Because the questions are designed to be very hard. Exactly. With like like the variances between the multiple choice are very small. So, you know, it's kind of like just choose the best answer, which is the worst type of multiple choice question. I think anyone can oh, agree. I hate those questions. Yeah, it's not choose even the like best answer. Yeah, it's not even like the like one obvious and three wrongs it's literally like they could all be right but which one is like which one goes first or which one makes the most sense which one is more right That's yeah it, it's it's actually the oh. worst and and then the, the fact that they put choose the best answer usually you cannot argue with the question to determine that like you're right for example mm -hmm. unless yeah. the answer is clearly wrong or it's like 100 percent everybody else decided to choose like that answer right yeah, so very sneaky. Like, yeah, it sounds like you've been thoroughly trained in, I guess, how Suyin described the test to you, and that's exactly yeah, how yeah. nursing <laughs> nursing tests are organized. Yeah, but yeah, Suyin was super organized when it came to studying. She had like all her cue cards, at her like really good notes and stuff like that, and she was like constantly like memorizing all the stuff that she was going through. And yeah, she was super studious during that time. Not to mention, because uh, we were dating at that time, she was a uh, what you call broke Suyin. Or super broke. <laughs> That's what she calls herself, broke CN because I was broke CN. Yeah, because she never really worked, right? So oh, during during this, because normally, uh, CN normally, I probably shouldn't be telling this story, but she worked during the <laughs> summer, right? Right. Yeah. And um, she only worked during the summer because during the school years she was uh going to school and she didn't have time because she had to study because nursing school is very tough because CN has always mentioned that, for example, if you fail a course. In nursing school, you basically fail the year. Oh yes, yeah, I think yeah, like the main courses. If you fail, the yeah. yeah, yeah, the main nursing courses, yeah, where you need like I think you need like a sixty-three average at least. Yeah, which and... is not that hard, but like for some particular courses, it is quite difficult. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, during that time, I would like ask Suyan to hang out, and this is like whatever, like it, especially during the later years, I would ask her to hang out, and she wouldn't want to hang out with me. And I'm like, why? I was like, do you want to hang out with friends? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? She's like, no, I don't want to do it. It's because she didn't want to spend her money because she was quote unquote broke, uh, right? Because yeah. she wasn't making any money. So I had to like go out of my way to be like, okay, how about I pay for you? And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. You don't have to. I'm like, no, 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 I insist because I want you to hang out with friends. I want you to like do this and do that. And she's like, uh, okay, fine, right? <laughs> and then it, <laughs> and then it got to a point where. She'd be like, I'd be like, hey, do you want to do this? And she's like, no, it's okay. I'd be like, I'll pay. And she's like, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay, this is how it is. Because I was I was working like in the summer, but I was like doing on and off work uh, during like uh, college days and stuff like that. So I was mm -hmm. making I was making a little bit of money, not crazy amounts, right? right? But still making something. So I did have a little bit of income coming in. So I was the <laughs> breadwinner during the those sugar years daddy yes. the sugar yeah yes. sugar daddy i was raining the dollars on cn you were yeah <laughs> i think that was the time when i was still like job hunting i was looking for a job because usually i work in the summertime or i worked at zara but i stopped working to focus on my last year yes and i and i guess after that i passed and after the nflex i passed couldn't find a job so i'm still broke i'm not getting 
Yeah, so you you were super broke for like X amount of years, uh, no X amount of months, and then <laughs> but then you you found a job pretty quickly though. Compared to like most people, you actually found a job very quickly. Now that I think about it, yes, I did. Yeah, I think I found a job within four months. Um, yeah, which sounds like a long time when when that happened, but it was actually not that bad. And, and not to mention, like maybe you should bring up the fact you didn't just get a job; you got a full time job. Oh, yes, yeah, that's I got a full time job. Yeah. You got your first full time five days a week, in a sense, forty hours a week job. Like a lot of people would be very like, "Wow, that's insane!" Because most of the jobs were like casual shifts or part time, right? Yeah, I was quite desperate um, because I kept applying to jobs around the GTA, and I wasn't getting any callbacks. Or even if I did, I would do interviews, and I wouldn't get a callback from that. I even considered. Uh, jobs in London and jobs in Kingston, as well、mm-hmm. as Waterloo, even in Osaka. What about the U.S.? I remember you told me about those ones. I, I, I you know what? I, I went to those like job fairs downtown, and there are some、uh, U.S. recruiters that are trying to recruit you down to. I think mainly those states that don't have a lot of nurses.、Um, I, I didn't go that route, but I would have considered the U.S. if I couldn't find anything in Canada. I mean, the money's good in the U.S. The money is very good. In very good. <laughs> the money is the money is great in the U.S.、Yeah. I would literally pack up my bags and go with her. <laughs> yeah, I, I could be the, the... I, I could be the house husband. <laughs> I I'm sure that is your dream, Alex. That's、oh, what that's you always all、say. the men's dreams right now. I'm yeah, literally yeah. I'm literally waiting to retire. I'm ready to retire in a few years. <laughs> no. <laughs> You have to work with me.、Uh, We work together. Uh, <laughs> well, let, let, okay. Well,、uh, guys, stop fighting. Oh, it's making me uncomfortable.、Uh, oh my、really、god,、hard. arguments. Oh my god, we're literally、uh, breaking up as、oh, we speak. God. Oh my god. I knew it. I knew it. Predicted. Michael's in the middle of this. Oh, I know. Usually, pe- our guests are third wheeling us, but now I'm third wheeling you guys. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about work, so why don't you tell the people where you're working now, if if you want to. <laughs> Sure. So, after I got that full time job, it was、uh, with it was a hospital in the Scarborough region that I live in. Scarborough.、Um, and I was、yeah. very fortunate. <laughs> I was very fortunate that it was a full time job,、um, and it was part of this new graduate、uh, nursing.、Mm-hmm. I think not really a program, but it, it was it was created by the government to basically act as an incentive for employers to hire new grads. Because they would pay for my wage, technically,、yeah. uh, for the next three months while I'm being oriented, while I'm being trained, and while I learn.、Um, so I worked full time in the、uh, nursing resource team. So I floated between two hospital sites, and I worked in various、uh, units within the organization.、Um, and this includes just the regular inpatient internal medicine. Uh, surgical. I did palliative and nephrology, and I at one point there are there was this unit that was called ALC unit, and it's basically a unit、mm-hmm. um, of stable patients that are just waiting to get accepted into a nursing home. And sometimes I'll、yeah. have the responsibility of being a charge nurse there, and that was actually my favorite unit because I didn't do shit and I got paid <laughs> well. Because <laughs> because there's one RN, which is me, and then you have. Two RPNs that are giving all the medications to the patients, and then you have a bunch of PSWs to do all the basic 
uh, necessity cares like toileting, yeah. feeding, getting them up and getting them washed. I just sit at the, the, the desk and I'm just talking with the doctors, bringing up concerns, answering the phone calls. If I have a secretary, they answer the phone call. So I'm just sitting there <laughs> chilling, <laughs> making sure everything's okay. Those are my favorite units. Um, but I, I did that. I worked, um, I worked in that position for about two and a half years. And I eventually did get burnt out um, because as an RN, you get the very acute patients, very sick patients. And plus the fact that I worked as a resource team, I kept getting the shitty assignments. Mm. Like some people only have four patients, I'll get five. Or I get the admission patient. Or I get the patient that just came from ICU. And it, oh. it sucked, but... I thought it was a pretty good learning experience because it allowed me to develop my flexibility skills and I was able to think quite critically in a fast-paced environment. So yeah, it was a good transition. It was a good experience, to be honest, but still shitty, not going to lie. Yeah. Well, I feel like yeah, when it comes to NRT or nurse resource team, like you get the most exposure to every type of setting. It's interesting to see that you would be given like the shittier end of things. I think when Chanel, uh, where she works, when she floats to other floors, not like she's not on a float team, but she, her floor, her unit is called on frequently to support other floors, and mm -hmm. she they typically get like better um, or or less acute would be better phrased uh, less acute patients. Yes. So it's interesting. If unit if the unit is very kind. Ideally, that's what should happen. But mm -hmm. I guess the fact that I am already identified as a resource nurse, uh, they don't mind giving me the shitty patients. Yeah. I think part of that is because she's works in the children's hospital. You know, I have a temperament there of nice mm -hmm. people. And you work in Scarborough. So... <laughs> that's such a diss. Uh, it's like, it, you work in Scarborough, pause. No, oh, but God. working on these floors, it's it can get... I don't know the right word, like political, so, you know, like there, there's like cliques uh, yes. and, and people, mm -hmm. there's like a lot of attitudes, right? Yes. And yeah. Yeah. I'm sure soon you can, you can talk more about that, but it, it's more complex. Like people are catty, you know, like that's No. Yeah, there is. There's like drama, like one nurse doesn't like this nurse mm -hmm. or like if this nurse is in charge, they're going to give this person the shitty assignment because they don't like this person. Or because they're besties with this person, they're going to give them the easy assignment. Exactly. There's quite a bit of political drama. And I like the fact that I don't stay on these units often. I, I float quite often. So I don't oh. really get <laughs> tangled in these political dramas or I'm considered a neutral party. So people dish all the drama to you and you're like, oh, that's nice. Bye. <laughs> no, not really. I don't, I don't get myself involved with drama. Like if I, I find, if I see people like purposely talking behind someone's back i don't go out of my way to like get involved in those conversations like really? i'd rather not i'd rather you, not deal with that you love that stuff in high school no. you're such a such a drama queen <laughs> in high school. what are you talking about oh you're a ma master manipulator <laughs> oh puppeteer god. just a loud oh. mouth just like really in everyone's shit in the food oh my god
If I remember correctly, you said I was quiet in high school. Oh, right. I did say that <laughs> earlier this episode. <laughs> Contradicting the facts. Oh, damn. She got me good. She got on the oh. record. <laughs> but no, there are some good nurses there. And like, I did meet very good. Mm-hmm. There's, there are some people that like, I would trust my life with them. And um, I think they are wonderful. It's, sure. it's kind of sad that some of them you can't trust your life yeah. with. And yeah, just, yeah. It's yeah. like ironic because they're a nurse and, you know, their life, yeah. your life is in their hands it's a little related but like i remember reading a statistic saying when it comes to actually no when it comes to the evidence of that study it was very isolated to like a certain region in the states uh nurses drawing uh, like a certain type of personality more so than other professions like having having that power over someone who's vulnerable draws like more of like a bully persona right so you tend to have more nurses yeah. that might go on power trips or might be those types of characters. I don't know if you've seen I, that. I believe that. You know what? Like I I go on TikTok and sometimes I get into the nursing TikTok. Oh, and yeah. there's this like there's this meme about how uh, all the mean girls in high school end up becoming nurses. It, it wasn't really applicable to me, but I guess it was applicable to some people in the States. <sighs> Don't but try, I, don't I do try believe. to deflect that. Yeah, she's trying to what? deflect. She's trying she's to pretend. She's one of the mean girls. I know that. You're, you're in that. <laughs> quiet. Quiet but savage. Yes. I believe the study that you're referring to. Like, I can understand why. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, enough shade about our, our colleagues. <laughs> uh, yeah. When it comes to your current uh, workplace and COVID, I think like that's something we also want to discuss. Correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. Yes. Yeah. So... I don't work with the resource team anymore. Um, I got burnt out. So I actually applied internally mm-hmm. for the critical care sponsorship program. And basically the sponsorship is that the hospital pays for my education and they pay for me to go to school. And <laughs> after, I, after I complete the course, I get a full-time job. So okay. it, it was it was great. Like there's so, no like, constant. Wait, Alex, we're thinking the same thing here. <laughs> Straight up, this 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 woman, this lady, she <laughs> was in her PJ studying, and she was making full time hour money. It was oh, crazy, yeah. and she got her course paid for, and that course was like several thousand dollars, right? Like the crit- three thousand or four thousand. So Something she like got that. she got the course paid for and she got paid her regular salary while studying not gonna say that the the course was easy because it's not easy because it's a very tough course because it's there was like, no yeah a, there was a lot of studying and it's a very important thing because this is higher level medicine in terms of like you're dealing with intensive care patients now yes that is correct so these are ICU patients they require one-to-one uh, nursing care so uh, my assignment is very different. So in the resource, I would have uh, four to one. I would have four patients, and I'm the only one. In ICU, I only have one patient, and they're my focus. Um, they are quite sick. They are on a lot of different medications, um, and a lot of them are ventilated. Um, and especially with the current pandemic right now, uh, a lot of them are COVID, um, mm-hmm. which is quite sad to hear. And they're quite young, too. And like I know for us, when we say young, we think 20s, 30s, but... In the hospital lingo, young is considered 50s and 60s. That mm-hmm. is young. For us, old is like 80s and 90s. 
they're yeah. they're they've already lived their life you can kind of anticipate them dying they've already fulfilled everything you don't feel so terrible <laughs> right right say. but when someone is like in the 50s... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah stop stop wasting taxpayer dollars all right go to sleep yeah you don't feel so bad changing their code status to, to like, do not resuscitate here's the mean girl the like, status is like yeah what a, see I'm, all, all these years of nursing i've really turned her blood cold it's like how old is this guy 80 dnr <laughs> goodbye <laughs> do no, not i don't get to make that decision you get to check you get to call the doctor it's like are they do we resuscitate them no i thought so <laughs> no i was thinking like before we get off track like i'll say back to how like the hospital pay for your course and just like how you would say no to something if you had to pay for it, but if someone else offered to pay for it, you'd be like, sure. <laughs> That's yeah. the exact same thing. That's why she jumped onto it, though, yeah. right? Because she was, like like you, she said, she was getting burnt out with the, the current thing that she was doing, and she wanted to look for something new. So I was talking to her about, like, what did she want to do? Because, you know, and CN sells herself short, but she is a fantastic nurse, and she is somebody who actually puts a lot of attention to her patients because... I, of course, I don't see it, so she could be terrible for all I know. But just the way, the, just the way that she talks about the how stressed out she gets from trying to do as much as she can, and I think that's one of the most important things it is to be in a nurse, especially doing bedside care, is the fact that she feels overwhelmed because she felt like she couldn't do enough for all the patients patients that she was assigned sometimes she gets more and she can't do enough and she feels bad that she can't provide the level of care for each patient that she wants to and she goes out of her way skips like her lunch breaks just to make sure that she takes care of them in the best way she can and also not only is she a great nurse but she also like is a great co-worker because she always goes out of her way to make sure that she leaves um the patient in the best way that she can or like properly prepared for the next nurse in rotation. And that's how, like, what I hear from Suyan. And, like, yeah, I'm totally gassing her up for this. But, and, like, like I said, partially because it's out of courtesy, too. Yeah. And, but then the thing is that you sell yourself short and you think that you can't do enough. But I always, like, stress to you that the fact that you're willing to put 100% and 10% of your effort into making people better, I think, is one of the greatest qualities on what makes you such a great nurse. And I, I think, and you've, get, you've garnered a lot of respect because you were on the nursing resource team and you were floating to other units that people like respected you for your work ethic, right? Like people would know you when you came into the wing that you were someone that they could depend on. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I, I agree. I do feel that level of respect. Um, some people would go out of the way and ask me to be their partner or their buddy because I don't know if they maybe they just like me or if they just trust me. But or it's like that person in the science project where they just do ninety nine percent of the work <laughs> and then they just get the A because they were maybe, part maybe. of the project. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah but um, get a room uh, too, please. <laughs> yeah, this is this is our this is our pillow talk. Oh, you know? oh no! Oh, oh my god! I'm like, I'm like, see, yeah, you're such a great nurse. Oh my god! Oh. And then Michael's under the pillow listening. Oh. Why why can't I be under the bed? Why am I under the pillow? The <laughs> I'm not that small. Uh, you lost 20 pounds. I what can just, I say? Oh, then? God. I mean... It's all coming back to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like... man, like, we should talk about Suyan's schedule, though, because some people will say, like, when they hear about Suyan's schedule, they'll be like, wow, that's insane. Because Suyan oh, yeah. works 12-hour shifts, but what is your uh, line like? 
So initially I worked the traditional line and the traditional line was basically you work two days on, you get three days off, you work two days on, you get two days off. It, it's basically, it rotates. So you do two weeks of days and then it flips and then you do two weeks of nights. And when I found out that there's a new line, which is this new pattern of schedule, it's called the day, day, night, night line. And basically you work four 12 hour, four 12 hour shifts in a row two days, two nights, back to back, and then you get five days off. And that was the dream line, at least for me, because <laughs> I'm young and having that line made it very easy for me to plan for vacations and plan right. for trips. So one of the, an another factor that uh, kind of enticed me to transition to the ICU was that they follow this day, day, night, night line. So now I'm working in the ICU and I have this line and it's, it's, it's great. It is lovely. Um, and I think people are really wowed because of the five days off, but it's the four you, days on that's like crazy. Yeah, yes, and it's twelve yeah. hours, right? Yeah. So it's literally yes. from seven to seven, seven to seven, and then you get to sleep and then you have to work at seven PM at night until seven AM in the morning and then do that once more and then you get five days off. That is correct. And mind you, one of the, the I think the first day that I have off, I'm basically sleeping that entire day. Yep. Pretty much. So I yeah. sleep at I think I sleep at eight and I'll, I'll wake up maybe like five p.m. or six p.m. But lately, what I've been doing is I I try to make the best of the day. So maybe I'll do something in the evening or I hang out with Alex in the evening, um, just to make it feel like the day was kind of productive. And then usually I'm able to revert back to my regular circadian rhythm again. So I I still go to sleep like maybe around midnight, and then my sleeping schedule is back to normal, just like that. Which mm. I don't know if if, uh, if everyone is able to do that. That's not easy. It's no. not easy no. just to flip no. twenty, like flip twelve hour your yeah. schedule, sleeping schedule by twelve hours. I I hate yeah. that. I'm so bad at that. Yeah, but let's not forget that if Suyen takes four days off of vacation, she essentially gets fourteen days off. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that like insane? Just the thought that of it. Is, like imagine yeah. just taking four days off and you essentially get two weeks. Off. so booking vacations i just tell her like oh yeah like, you want to book vacation yeah i'll take four days off and bam she got two weeks and i'm just like damn i <laughs> yeah. can only take like five days and then i only get like seven <laughs> days off while she has an entire extra week to herself yes yeah then that's one of the main things that i loved about it occasionally i'll have random drop-in shifts where they'll fall like right in the middle of my five days uh. off but i i usually try to give those shifts away um like i'll ask part-time staff if they want to take it and then i'll just use vacation days to cover that oh uh, but, but let's not talk about or should we talk about your what you're currently doing at work to really milk milk the money i don't know if i should share this this is a secret that i'm only learning okay maybe we should just give it some some oh. small context oh, okay <laughs> so so basically i because i work in the hospital i am unionized um under ona and they have a contract with the hospital that's that's pretty strict and the hospital has to follow this policy um, and because i'm considered a full-time staff any shifts that i pick up during my days off is considered overtime so i get paid 1.5 times pay Ooh, um, that's nice. if you work yeah so if you pick up overtime on a holiday you get two times pay Ooh. and Making that I just recently. <laughs> I know that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to save for a down payment for a house. Mm -hmm. um, but I recently learned this 
um, from some <laughs> of the senior nurses. Basically, um, in the contract, you're only supposed to work two weekends in a row, and you're supposed to get that third weekend off. And this applies in the traditional line. But because I'm in the day-day, night-night line, I have to work seven weekends in a row before I qualify for this premium pay called third weekend premium. So on the seventh weekend in a row, any shifts that you work following those weekends is 1.5 times pay. Oh. And, and, and these are not extra shifts that you pick up. These are your schedule shifts. So yeah. I'm trying it out. I'm purposely picking up shifts on the weekend so I can try to qualify for this third weekend premium. Yeah, dude, that's make great. that I know. Yeah, that's a really um, nice pay increase. Holy crap. And uh, how many weekends in are you right now, Suyan? Because you have to pick up one more overtime shift as of today in March. And then how many weekends extra after the seven weeks? Okay. When they say you have to work the weekend, you don't have to work both Saturday and Sunday. You just have to work one shift in that weekend. And you qualify for that weekend already. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So this coming weekend, I'm actually supposed to work. So that would have been my seventh weekend. I'm going to get overtime, basically, for shift that I'm supposed to work. Mm -hmm. And then if I pick up a couple, if I pick up one more shift in March, I would have worked 13 weekends in a row. So those five, I think five weeks, six weeks, those six weeks after that seventh weekend uh, is all overtime. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes so sense. she makes a six, day, a six extra days of overtime, yet she doesn't even have to work six extra days yeah so they yes. just count as overtime just because they're consecutive weekends after the seventh weekend just insane i mean who cares just fucking make that money whatever you have to do and uh, like having a union is nice because they because you could do that and the <laughs> hospital can't say shit because you're unionized 100 percent. and these are pre yeah. there's a these are premiums like in effect so you might as well take advantage of it right Exactly, yeah. And I think the only reason why there's lots of overtime is because our ICU is very, very busy right now because, again, there's a lot of COVID patients. We're still in the second wave, so very easy to pick up shifts, at least right now. Mm -hmm. well, well, and, and talking about COVID, you are vaccinated. You got your two shots? Yes, I got my two shots. Okay. Um, I got the Pfizer shot. Uh-huh. And which superpower and, did you um, get? <laughs> you know what? After I got the second shot of the vaccine, my cell phone signal is through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fast. Like I was just about to ask you. I was literally just about to ask you because, you know, there's there's a lot of speculation and conspiracy theories going through the roof right now about the COVID vaccine. And since you have taken both doses, you know, I might you might as well answer it for the public and for the listeners out there. So like, for example, is it true? Like you said your cell phone signal got stronger. Is it true that the the COVID vaccine has secret like nanotechnology microchipping yes. that's going to be yes. um, basically tracking our location through 5G technology? Is that actually true? A hundred percent. Sometimes when I'm sleeping late at night and it's really quiet, I hear a beeping noise that I've never <laughs> heard before. So I don't know where that came from. Wow, so you No Wow, you heard it here folks. I mean No, no, I'm if, kidding, I'm kidding. I am kidding. It is not true. The vaccine feels like any other flu vaccine that you've probably gotten before. Mm -hmm. Um, I got the Pfizer vaccine. Um, I would say that the most common symptom for me and a lot of my coworkers was uh 
arm soreness at the injection site. So I think I got my shot in the morning and then I went to bed because it was after night shift and I woke up with my arm feeling super sore to the point where I couldn't even lift it up without it being excruciating pain. I couldn't even put a shirt on, but it's easily treatable with just over-the-counter pain medications. I took an ibuprofen and I was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that symptom went away. Yeah, what you're describing isn't necessarily unique to this uh, to this injection. It's it's just the side effect of most muscular injections that you get, like the soreness. Yeah. If you get your flu yes. shot, yeah, it's gonna have the same thing. You can alleviate it with like you know some more range of motion in that spot. You know like rotating your arm getting a little bit more mobile to spread it around a bit just don't massage yeah it, right? yeah you got to spread the microchips throughout your body yes, that's how exactly. you like you gotta you gotta massage it so that you know your blood will transmit all those <laughs> nano the nanotechnology yeah. throughout your entire body because you want to make sure that your your 5g signal is strong throughout your entire body mm-hmm. you don't want to build yes, up on that yes. one spot like so you did you know yeah that's probably why it hurts so much just because you can't you had it you had a it bundled up yeah yeah, your ice cold veins probably slowed down the, oh, the travel frozen. rate. Yes. Yeah, that's probably why. Oh my god! <laughs> is it also true that Bill Gates is behind this entire conspiracy and he's secretly funding this entire thing with microchipping? I don't know. Probably. Is it true? Is it true that is it true that all the health networks are like you know in in tandem with Bill Gates? Because think about it, every single hospital. Do you see them using MacBooks? I don't think no. so. I think they're using <laughs> Microsoft a- products. Yes, we do use Microsoft. Is that products. is that a coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> so Bill Gates is Bill Gates. De- Bill Gates definitely has something going on. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like but, this. I I, I I like the I like the story that I think the Brazilian president says is that if you take it, you'll turn into a crocodile, <laughs> which which what? I mean sounds pretty fucking sick. So I'm like, sign me up. Yeah, where do I get some of that? Yeah. Oh, because they talked about they talked about altering your DNA, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was the the whole aspect of it. So if you alter your DNA, I guess, I guess you'll turn into a crocodile. Which why wouldn't you want to be? Yeah, I mean that's true. They're, they're yeah, they're crazy. super strong. Their jaw strength oh, yeah. is super strong. They're swimmers, mm-hmm. and you could sleep through the winter. You know, you just yeah, they got yeah, yeah, they got thick skin. They're so cool. But- they but could swim. I can't skin. swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect for you. I'll learn wow. how to swim with this injection. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, we're, we're just joking around. But if you're listening, if you have the opportunity, please get your vaccinations. Yeah, but I mean. The no, only sorry, downside on. is that Canada kind of scuffed getting like a, a good amount of quantity in terms of the vaccinations. Um, mm-hmm. We're a, a bit low in terms of our capacity right now. I mean, for the general public, it's okay because we are currently locked down, and apparently we're going to be opening up soon. But obviously, stay safe. And when the time comes, right? When the time comes where you can take it, highly recommend that you should take it. I haven't had mine yet, but I obviously will take it when it comes. But obviously, we should be giving those things to the people who are actually on the front lines or people who are actually in closer contact with people who are sick. I do have a couple of people that I know. I'm not going to announce their names out loud, but you know who you are. And unfortunately, they have the whole idea that they don't believe in vaccines. So they're anti-vax. And I don't know. It's just me. Like, I just can't, like, get over, like... It's just so like, ugh, like how can you not believe in it, right? It's just so like such a bad way of like 
Uh, I, I can't well, even vocalize you, how. Well, did they Sorry? tell you why they were anti-vax? Um, their reason for anti-vax is like the whole like uh, big pharma is just trying to like gouge money and like trying to make a profit and like vaccines don't work because all they're just doing is making money. The whole point is making money. So they're just like pretending that it works just so they can pad their bottom line. So when you bring up what about the vaccinations, the the concoction vaccinations you get as a child or as a yeah, they're like she said that she would not give it to oh, oh. I, they, <laughs> oh. they 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 said that they would not give it to their child. Uh, well, I hope they invest in you know a nice casket for their child because <laughs> your child's gonna die. Oh my god. And I, you know what? It, it's just so crazy because, and this goes to the same with people against the COVID vaccine about like people saying that, yeah, with the whole, like, let's just put it out there. Like the whole like conspiracy theories about how it's going to change your DNA, microchipping, and nanotechnology. Of course, I don't believe in it, right? It's ridiculous to even think that those kind of things are even exist. If we had the technology to put little nano chip microchips into our, into a vaccine to like inject it throughout our body to allow us to be tracked, we could build a lot of a lot of crazier things. We'd be on Mars by now. And well, we we <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that literally today we landed a rover on Mars, which was oh really yeah. It's called Perseverance, and I, I watched the oh. live stream. It's pretty fucking cool. But <laughs> on that note, like newsflash, you have a phone in your fucking pocket that, and you give away all your information. You see, you see those terms and conditions you don't read every time. Oh, like the targeted ads. You ever see those targeted ads when you're yes. like talking and then when you open up like Instagram, you're scrolling through yes. and you see those ads catered to what you were talking about earlier. Like I'm talking about getting like a desk chair for my computer, like autonomous. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, all I'm getting are aut- autonomous ads. It's amazing. It's like the, the things that these people are afraid of has already happened. It's been going on. And this is the life you're living with them actively happening. And there's too much like, I don't know, self-importance when it comes to thinking these big corporations would step out and like want to track what you in particular is doing. You know, because they already do that. They wouldn't, they wouldn't inject something into your body made just for that, right? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It's, it's already so easy uh, for them. Yeah. They already... I mean, if you have a Facebook, it's very easy for them to find But you. But that's why it's so frustrating, though, because just listening to them talk about this kind of stuff, how they don't trust, like, the pharmaceutical industry just because, oh, they just want to make money. It's just like, I can't. It's almost like flat earthers. You just can't argue with them. Mm-hmm. Right? They're just so set on that idea, right? And, you know, I... The, these people are also reposting like Instagram content or like IGTV posts about like people that are talking about how the COVID-19 vaccine is fake. Mm-hmm. And they bring up these like supposedly like fact checks stati- statistic articles about like, for example, how the COVID-19 vaccine doesn't cure you of, of the vac- It doesn't cure you. All it does is lower your symptoms of uh, getting COVID-19. So basically, if you were to get COVID-19, it would just lower your symptoms. Mm-hmm. But isn't that what we've always been saying? The vaccine isn't a cure. No one has ever said that the vaccine is a cure. It doesn't protect you from COVID, in a sense. I mean, it's it's less of a something you take when you have it, right? It's something yeah. to protect yourself prior to getting it, which you hopefully wouldn't be getting because you're self-isolating, right? But people have this notion that like, oh, the COVID-19 vaccine, if I take it, I'm going to be invulnerable. I'm going to be invincible. No, because everybody already said that it's not 100% effective. And it all it does is that it basically 
creates an immune response in your body to protect you from COVID. So like basically it just prepares your body so that if you were to come in contact, your body would be more prepared to fight off the infection. Because like all these posts about saying that, oh, you don't need the COVID-19 vaccine, your your immune system will take care of it. Exactly. That's what the vaccine does. It helps you strengthen your immune system to fight off any diseases. So I don't understand where the what the confusing part of this vaccine is. I was actually even speaking with uh, one of the ICU doctors, and they were saying that the intention of vaccinating everyone in this population is ideally so that you minimize the transmission of COVID, but also the fact that you minimize the amount of hospitalizations that occur. Um, so the goal is to decrease the symptoms, like you said, Alex. So symptoms that you can manage at home, symptoms that are not so severe that you have to come to the hospital. But he was saying something ideally like, when you get the vaccine, technically you don't even need to wear a mask. But I don't know how true that is. Mm. I, I'm still gonna wear a mask regardless. But it is the main goal is to kind of prepare your body so that it has like a, it, it does get a little bit of exposure to that COVID-19 so that when you do actually get it, you won't really, your yeah, body knows how to fight it exactly. Gives a blueprint of what to expect. Exactly, and yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, I, I think that makes sense because I know for me, when I got the second shot of the vaccine, I, I, again, I only had arm soreness and fatigue, but I had some coworkers that actually had like quite a severe immune response where they would have uh, body aches and they would have chills like at work. Mm-hmm. which is quite severe. So I, I don't know if maybe they had like an antibody of the COVID already or if I did or they didn't. I'm not too sure. No, that's just the work of the blueprint actually like spanning out throughout the bloodstream into the body. Like, <laughs> the nanochips. Maybe. Yeah, the nanochips are like attaching to her body, developing that blueprint, as you would maybe, say, to fight it, off infection. It's all speculation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all speculation. We don't know yet. And one thing that people were also complaining about was how fast it came out. Like, how can you trust something that came out so <laughs> fast, right? And yeah. as a counterpoint, you also don't have something that the whole world is focused on with pretty much an unlimited budget to work on. Yeah, literally yeah. billions and billions yeah. of dollars of budget went towards yeah. the research. Yes. Yeah. So, and people say, oh, the, and, then, and they're always fact-checking too. Like, the normal time it takes to develop a vaccine would be two to three years and then after that they have to go through approval processes and this and that so how can it be done in nine to ten months that makes no sense so it must be fake yeah and and what they also know is they didn't start from the ground up it's an mrna vaccination so Mm -hmm. they had other types of vaccinations developed like that before like for zika and like the general flu vaccination would qualify as well so they have a lot of the frameworks already so it's not like they're start, starting at ground zero. They're starting at like maybe 50% of the way. And it's just applying it, right? So when I see anti-vaxxers, I just feel sorry because it's like the education system has failed them. And, I agree. I agree And completely. why we need more money into education. Because, <laughs> oh, but, God. But see, but then these are the same people that sometimes will be like, and this is only to some people. It's where they say that, oh, I won't take a vaccine. I won't, you know, go get my shot. But then if they get a headache, they'll take a Tylenol. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's just like, where, where's the where's the bottom line? It doesn't make any sense, right? Because, oh, you're taking a, um, a Tylenol. Why? Oh, my head hurts. But you're supporting big pharma. You know, they're making money off of you for your headache to help you treat your headache, exactly. right? 
So where where's the bottom line? Like where's the the clear line between that, right? Yeah. Because like I I mean I'm a person that you know obviously I'm with Suyen, so she's a nurse and she's in the medicine field, so I kind of have to be like trusting the medicine, but I am a person who you know trusts science, right? Mm-hmm. For example, like we know that this drug does this, therefore it works, right? right. Like morphine, morphine is a painkiller. So it's like proven over decades, centuries of research. It's like it works. So no, I'm not. No one's ever gonna doubt that morphine doesn't work. It's funny because uh, I see it in my field of work as well, mental health. Um, people who won't get a needle for their antipsychotic medication because they don't trust mm-hmm. the needle, but they can take a daily oral medication of the same drug. <laughs> And they're like, I like this one, but I don't want the needle. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, it's just the it's the foreign aspect of having something like injected in yes. you. They're just scared of that, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's unnatural. Because it doesn't like travel through, like, because a pill travels through orally or whatever it may be, right? But the fact that you have to like break skin, right? Yeah, and and when you talk about big pharma, you're not wrong because there is that it, there is prevalence of. Uh, drug companies want to make a profit like if you look at mm-hmm. america especially and yeah they're just yes. upping their prices though that, i mean that's just what they're, they're gouging their prices just to prey on the it, on the weak right exactly and that's just that's just the failing of the healthcare system there or whatever their healthcare yes. system is but it, it's it sucks that that generalizes to people who want to do good when it comes to vaccinations right and they just fit them all the same boat so mm-hmm. uh, and that's really unfortunate <laughs> Yeah, but, but the the takeaway from this message is when the vaccine is av- available, get vaccinated. Yes, please. It's and, not that bad. And this is coming from somebody who, like, from Suyen, for example, who works in a hospital, who works in an ICU, dealing with actual sick, severe COVID patients. Mm-hmm. Wait, Michael, are you going to be getting the COVID vaccine as uh, well? Because yeah, you're, I, I'm signed up for it. Um, and because I go to the hospital, I like they put me as high priority, but there's no vaccinations to give out. Oh, so I'm just I see. Chilling. And it would have been fu- it would have yeah. been funny if you said no, I'm not getting the vaccine. I don't believe in that stuff. <laughs> I already got microchips in my blood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like let's think about it. if we had all those microchips in our body from Bill Gates. Imagine if we tried to go through TSA line, like the metal detectors. It should go off like crazy. Oh, but TSA is part of it too. They over- oh my those. god, oh, those know. computers are probably those scanners are probably made by Microsoft. They are made by Microsoft. Oh no wonder you don't see a MacBook there. <laughs> uh, those TSA yeah. those TSA sheep don't even realize I'm a fucking crocodile either. <laughs> Uh, just, here, just, just, so, just so we know, just so you guys know, if you guys don't hear from the Bowser Boys anytime soon, it's because Bill Gates silenced us. <laughs> Thanks for talking to us about uh, your job and COVID and you know, typically more uh, grim stuff. But we do have a few questions <laughs> for our lovely couple here, uh, courtesy of our th- wonderful guests. So, Alex, maybe you can start us off by asking yourself and your fiance <laughs> a question. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yes. yeah, sure, why not? Um, so, first question, and this is going to be going to Suyen, obviously, because it'd be weird to ask myself a question. Uh, this is coming from one of our loyal fans. So, Suyen, what made you wait two months before saying yes to dating me? 
Because remember, in the last episode, I actually briefly went about how she essentially made me wait for two months in high school before she said, "Yes, I will date you." So please share the story. Alex, you already know the story. No, but, but please, people, you know? please, come on! Oh, like you, I know the story. You're not. You're not telling me. You're telling the listeners. I'm dying to telling them. the listeners. Okay, so I, I think Alex um, confessed to me that he liked me in high school. I think this was like. 2013, I think. Oh, yeah. I think it was like in March or something. Seven years ago, was so it? Long. Seven years ago? Seven, eight seven years, ago, years ago? Something like so, that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm at my locker. I don't remember what wing I'm at. I'm in the upstairs locker and then Alex comes to my locker after school and he's like, oh, um, I, I need to talk to you about something. So then <laughs> we go down to the ground floor and it's by the windows and right in front of the cafeteria. And there's like this bench. So we were sitting there and then you basically confessed that you liked me and you were like, I don't, I, I don't, Oof. I don't, I don't need an answer now. Like if you need to think about it. And I think I told you that I need to think about it because it, it came on quite suddenly mm-hmm. and I didn't really expect it because we were both really good friends. And I guess I only saw you as like a really good friend at that time. Oh, friend zone. So, friend zone. Oh, oh so, to all my to all my to all my friend zone guys out there. Oh, I, I was like, oh. So I was like, okay, I gotta think about it. I'm like, okay, I, I gotta go catch the bus. So then like, <laughs> <laughs> ran out. I gotta go get some bus. cigarettes. I'll be back from the store. Yeah. You know? Back. Yeah. I was I was <laughs> I was riding the bus with Kathy, so then I was telling her about what happened and you you needed a response so basically in that two month period i just kept thinking about it but i guess thinking about it made me uncomfortable so i was like no i don't want to think about it so i just pushed that thought away um and i guess i just kept procrastinating like the thought would come up and i didn't want to think about it so i push it away and i guess it wasn't dating wasn't really a priority for me at that time because it was it was our final year and i i focused on uh, on school and getting into a program and I don't know you know like I, I would watch those Korean dramas and you would have those Korean guys <laughs> oh, and no. they're, oh, no. like I, I would dream of those type of romance but don't worry Chanel, Chanel had me, a, an idea initially too you know that was her basis I know like I wanted someone to like swoop me off my feet and like <laughs> flowers just go like crazy korean drama style but um slow motion yeah when yeah. when it actually happened to me like i don't know it, it wasn't a priority so then i, I think at one point <laughs> a month passed like i would still talk to alex we would still talk as friends as normal we would still chat on Steam. Oh, th- there's that word again f friend f oh f in chat i know and and I, I think i think alex also confided in some of our friends as well um <laughs> yep yeah i think it was it was vivian and then Yo, shout out to she... vivian for being the catalyst to the reason why this relationship works shout out to vivian i love you because because she knew about it and i think at one point she messaged me on msn and she was like yo cn <laughs> are, are you are you gonna give alex an answer because if you don't, he he he's gonna he's gonna give up. I, I think she gave me kind of like a like a deadline, and I guess because there was like a time frame and a deadline, it made it more scarce, which kind of forced me to uh, kind of figure it out and make a decision. So I decided, yes, I will. 
I'll try dating Alex to see how it goes. This will be my first relationship. Let's give it a try. So I, I think Alex mentioned this before too, but I, I didn't have the guts to tell him face to face. So instead, I, I wrote a letter instead. And I gave it to him after school as well. And then I left. <laughs> and, and the Dealing letter said, happy seventh year. <laughs> yeah, and it said, happy, <laughs> exactly. happy seventh year on our six year anniversary. <laughs> that's literally what it came to. That's exactly what it came to. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was why I waited two months was... Because Vivian, Vivian gave her a deadline. I should have started from that from the beginning. I should have been like, hey, girl, you know, I like you. Uh, let me know by EOD. You know what I mean? Or end of the week. Let me know by end of week. <laughs> Tentative, right? I'll send you a calendar invite with a Zoom link, all right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't shout really... out to Vivian. Yeah, shout out to Vivian and MSN. You know, Alex <laughs> know. probably saw your name pop up. Like, CN is online and oh heartbreak every time no it was steam oh. we used to talk on steam because remember i told oh. her uh, i told you we started playing we were playing call of duty modern warfare 2 together oh my god yes. yeah yeah yes yeah like cn was a gamer girl mm -hmm. she played call of duty per first person shooters that's rare she wasn't like the other girl she was a mean girl that played call of duty and fucked your mom <laughs> yeah and she always like when we would play together she's like yo i'm shitting on this kid you know what i mean what a fucking scrub how could you not blow his head yeah <laughs> blow his whoa I... whoa keep it pg blow his head <laughs> blow his head off okay you gotta be, make yes, that distinction yes. oh, okay, okay 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 control yourself woman well sorry i can't say woman <laughs> yeah be careful be careful yeah um I think but it was because of that that, that got us close because while I would play these first-person shooter games, um, Alex would want to talk to me. And the best way to communicate is through Skype. So we mm -hmm. would have oh, quite Skype. long Skype calls, like hours long, where we're just talking and chatting, just getting to know each other. Wow. I mean, this might be a little bit personal, but I, I remember there was like a turning point in our friendship. And I think you remember this when I always tell you about this is that one time I was talking to you on Steam and you were a little like off because we were already like really good friends and close and you just seemed like you were bothered or disturbed about something. So I was like, is everything okay? Are you okay? And you're like, yeah, nothing's wrong. I'm like, yeah, you seem kind of off. Like, what's wrong? And you're like, I'm sorry, I'm on my period. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, and she's oh, yeah. like, yeah, remember you brought that up? You're like, I'm on my period. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, that's interesting. I'm like, I am surprised you told me about that. <laughs> Right, yeah. because you know that's kind of like personal stuff. You wouldn't share that with that. Like you wouldn't share that information, especially with like a guy or with somebody you're just like friends with, right? You just like, oh, I'm no. on my period. Yes. So I felt like the fact that she like confided in me and just like, yeah, I'm just like I'm on my period, so I'm like maybe I'm a little like moody or emotional. I was just like, wow, thanks for telling me. And this is like when we're 18 or 17. I was just like, wow, we've approached a new level of friendship, ranking yes, up. You, yes, you have unlocked, unlocked that level. You heard her here first. Girls, if you're listening, if there's a guy you're interested, just tell them you're on your period. Be like, <laughs> no. Again, I, I think at that time, <laughs> I was still quite young and still quite immature, and I didn't feel too confident in myself. So mm -hmm. sharing these type of vulnerable information, um, especially to a guy, is not something you do typically. So, And, and I guess uh, the relationship I had with Alex at that time was close enough to the point where I felt like I could confide in him, that he wouldn't judge me. It'd be okay, and it was. The was the reaction was exactly how I yeah. hoped it would be. Just like a close, very good friend. Yeah, like yes. friend. like almost like a brother. A brother. Like, yes. 
<laughs> even better, a son. <laughs> Someone that I could just like hug, but not think of, like just think, not think of in any other way. I don't even tell my brother this kind of information. I don't even yeah. hug my brother, so maybe not a brother. Oh right. Yeah, well, I mean, that's his, that's his Asian, uh, like closed off Asians emotionally, you know, with fam. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I'm not surprised, uh, mm -hmm. but you can't fault Suyin for waiting two months. I mean, she's basing her initial romance off Korean dramas, and everything happens so slowly. Honestly, like she, she like <laughs> I remember she told me about this one Korean drama where like there was like a puddle, and like the guy took off his jacket and put the puddle, <laughs> like put the jacket on the puddle, and so the girl could walk over it, and it was like one of those like fundamental like turning points in the thing where like the romance really went uh -huh. took off and look what she look what she ended up with i just be like you step on that shit right now i don't give a, i don't i don't care all right there's one more alex there's one where like the 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 guy would offer to piggyback the girl literally walk in the puddle get his shoes wet oh my god oh there was the tying so the shoe hot. one Remember there was a tying the shoe yeah. one where like the girl was like whatever the case was and then he bent over and tied her shoe and then there was just like like the you know the cue the 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 cheesy music and then they yeah. lock eyes. It was like, oh my god. It's so romantic. It's so and funny. then she, yeah. she would she would totally bring it up to me. She's like, Would you tie my shoes if it's untied? I'm like, what the hell? I mean like go do it yourself. <laughs> Were you a child? Yeah, I mean, what do you think I am? Your brother? <laughs> That's funny because thinking back to old school uh, Korean dramas and looking at Alex, oh, like so... Alex would never do any of that stuff. No, no, never. never. No, never. Oh. I know. Because Did one time, fulfill my dreams. Suyan actually said to me, "This is before we were dating." She was like, "I'm an independent woman, and I don't need no man." <laughs> she literally <laughs> said that. She literally. I, I don't remember. I don't remember the context of the conversation, but she literally went, "I'm an independent woman. I don't need no man." And I'm like. That's that's sick, right? You're a confident woman, and then look what happened. I still believe. I still believe in that to this day. I just need some help here and there. <laughs> a little bit of hand holding here and there. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then that's what happened, right? We we had a bunch of Starbucks dates, like one on ones. It wasn't really dates. We were just like sit and talk or like study whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I think the funniest thing about those things is that that Starbucks was the one at Midland and McNichol. It's close to her place. Yeah. And I remember that because I live the opposite way i have to turn right she has to turn left and it got to this awkward moment because i still didn't know whether she liked me or not or wanted to say yes or no so we would get to the point where we have to turn and then she we would just be like talking and then she'd be like okay i'm gonna turn now okay bye <laughs> just like and the whole time i'm like that's the reason why i was in a sense upset because i'm just like wondering is she gonna finally tell me yes or no and she's just like okay i gotta go now bye <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she she learned that too from K dramas. Hard to get, you know. Can't let your emotions be seen. I know. Oh. It's it just it just it just needed to start raining, and it, it needed to be something like that, yeah, or like, to... or it had to be like some kind of like car was coming and was gonna hit her, and I had to jump in front <laughs> of her and then like push her away, and then I get hit, and then I'd be you know, it's gotta be like one of those like cliche dramas. Yeah. Oh, you guys should... riding a bicycle, and then you you swoop me away so I don't get hit. Yes, yes, definitely, 100%. And then you get injured, and then I take care of you? Oh, yes, 100%, 100%. See? That's cute. Yeah. You should yeah, I, need a... I could have definitely came at you in the car. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I appreciate that. Next time, yeah, we'll do that. We'll set that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe the next one could be, what is your secret to a happy, well, you know, questionable, a happy long-term relationship? <laughs> I think there was multiple questions on this. It was like, I just want to pull them all people, together. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think some of the questions were like, 
what are some tips to stay committed? Uh, what keeps you both together? And obviously, like, what secret or advice do you have to keeping that long-term relationship, right? Or what keeps us, like, our relationship alive? Because we have been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suyen, do you want to go first? Um, I would say that one thing that we have with each other is we have pretty good transparency with each other. Um, we don't hide secrets. We don't hide. We don't hide secrets from each other. Secrets. And... <laughs> yeah, I, I literally was like, I thought I was lagging. I was just like, wait a second. Like, did I just hear no, secret? You have these secrets to tell me, Alex. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't hide secrets. And if we do, it's really difficult. At least for me, mm-hmm. it's really hard to hide secrets from Alex. And usually, the only time I do hide secrets is when I'm trying to surprise him with like a gift or something. Right. But even when I'm doing that, I feel quite guilty. Um, uh. I think that's one quality that we have in our relationship. Like we always keep each other updated about what's going on. I, I went out to hang out with my girls, and I'll tell him about what happened mm-hmm. if I can. <laughs> sure. If um, I can, Ooh. Code, yeah, yeah, code of honor with the girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a girl code. Exactly. Can't break the girl code. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one quality. What 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 do you think, Alex? Yeah, hundred percent. I think one of the main factors is that, like, I have like one hundred and ten percent trust in you, and I think that's probably one of the most important things in a like a stable relationship is that you can't have any doubts with your partner. Like you can't be questioning their their like intentions or what they're doing when behind your back and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and then having like an open line of communication, like always being able to communicate with one another, I think is one of our best things too, is that we established a lot of things early on in our relationship. And this is her first relationship, and this is my second relationship. And I always thought that it was super important to make sure that we talk about everything, especially if it's something that is important to us so that there is no, nothing in the gray zone and nothing like coming at us like at a curveball, for example. So everything we do, everything we attempt, we always like communicate very clearly about what our intentions are and what we want to do. And I think that has made it very easy. And I think that's the reason why this relationship works so well is because it's such an easy relationship and I feel like I don't have to, I don't feel like I'm stressing out and having to work so hard to make this relationship work. Hmm. Yeah. Great and, answers. But like for, for mine, like I think in terms of how I like how we stay committed and what keeps us both together, I think is that one of the ways that keeps us like, for example, um, our relationship alive is that it sounds really bad, but I keep my expectations low between the both of us it sounds so it sounds so it sounds so messed up i mean let me no, explain no, no, let me no, explain no no I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, at all that's I'm, it I, I keep my expectations low cut <laughs> right? but um what i mean by that is that in terms of like of affection for one another so like suyan knows how much i i care for her and i how much i love her and you know i i would like to think that she cares for me in the same amount of uh a same amount of light but in terms of like what the things that we do for each other. So I will never like shower her with like all this nonsense gifts, materialistic goods, all this and that. But and she knows that. And she knows I'm not that type of person. Walk through However, yeah, I won't do none of that. But <laughs> the thing is that when it comes time <laughs> when it actually comes time, when I actually do go out of my way to like surprise her with something or do something nice for her, that's when you truly see the value in what you do. Mm-hmm. 
So if I go out of my way to give her something or do something for her, that's when she truly says like, wow, that was a really nice gesture. And I really appreciate that for you. And I think that works both ways for us because there are times where I'm like, Suyin did something that was totally out of her way and it was very thoughtful. I was just like, wow, that I really appreciate that. And I think the reason why this works is because we do know each other's love languages. Um, so it, it's easy for us to show our love to each other and the other person accepts it, I, I guess, because we have the same one. Because I don't care too much for gifts and I know you don't care too much for gifts. So mm -hmm. that, that, I guess that's the reason why we don't gift each other very lavish or luxurious things. It's not really necessary. Um, I know from my love language, for my love language, it's quality of time. Um, and I think Alex is the same thing. So honestly, just spending time with him doing something that we both enjoy is it's good enough for me. And it's kind of bad too, because I feel like, I think we, we both agreed on this when we discussed it, like we're both kind of boring. And I kind of like that about being boring. It's just like, we've come to this point where we've been together so long, people might say like, hey, you've been together for so long, don't you get like bored? Or like, don't you feel like you want to like experience something new? Because we got together when we were 18 to this day, right? And yeah, and I, and I think that, no, I don't want to because I know how good it is to be with someone like Suyen, who is very easygoing and just the relationship that's like so simple. Like I don't have to like really go out of my way to do something to impress her or make her happy because she knows that I can just be myself. I don't have to pretend to be somebody else and she will like love me unconditionally. Hmm. But in terms of like um, the relationship, I think one of the most like important advice maybe I could give to have a happy and long-term relationship would be that both people like need to work at the relationship. Both people need to give in a sense their hundred percent or maybe like both 50%. So it equals to a hundred percent and both parties need to work at it because usually how relationships falter or fail is because one person eventually begins to give less or just quits and it causes like a tilt in the balance. And then that's where like arguments happen. That's where fights happen and disagreements and whatnot. And I think that's where like problems lie in the relationship. But I'm always like, and I've told, and I've, I always talk to Suyin because I'm a very long-term oriented person. And I always go out of my way. And I tell Suyin about my goals have always been to, you know, work as hard as I can, you know, do, be do the best I can financially. And eventually we can have a life together where like you're in it. And where I'm like, I want to get a house and I want to live with you and stay happy for you and die old and whatever, all that nonsense, goody, goody stuff. And I'll walk in puddles for you <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's just super important that I, I will always like, in a sense, like I said, I will always try my hardest to make the relationship work. But the fact that Suyen is so easygoing, it feels like nothing at all. And the relationship is so carefree. And that's why this relationship works so well. Any any more thoughts on that, Suyan? Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you will get Alex beat tonight. Surprised it quite well. Yeah. Nice. I mean, remember, it's all words. It doesn't mean anything until he pushes you out of the way of an oncoming vehicle. <laughs> all that dude. He saves my um, life. But yeah. actually, one of the things that I actually like, one of the kind of the guidelines that I put for myself when I was dating Suyan in the beginning was that. When we were dating, like I was happy and I, we were good. But after three years, I really like had to reflect and be like, okay, 
I've been with this person for three years. Am I truly happy? And can I imagine spending the rest of my life with somebody? Because like one of the people asked, like, for example, they've been in a relationship for no longer than two years. And how do you keep the relationship alive and not boring? Like after a certain amount of time, you have to really evaluate the, your partner and be like, am I just with this person out of just like necessity? Like, do I just not want to be alone or do I actually want to spend the rest of my life and grow and be with this person? Right. So after the three years, I was like, OK, I think I could imagine spending the rest of my life with this person. And if I can't imagine marrying my partner after three years of dating them, then I probably shouldn't be in that relationship to begin with. Mm-hmm. It feels like the questions uh, that were set initially were um, more addre- uh, trying to address, like, how do you guys keep things interesting? Right. But you admit yourself, you guys are relatively boring and your answers mm-hmm. are more tailored towards how uh, like how to gauge your expectations and like how to manage them throughout a long-term relationship right mm-hmm. and i feel like that's the, in the direction that you answered so hopefully people who listen to this can still take those lessons because they are very valuable ones um if, if i can offer my two cents and also to piggyback onto your communication like i wholeheartedly agree with that point as well i mm-hmm. think part of it is that you in a relationship you have to understand how communicating serious things makes you feel because depending on your maturity level it can make you very uncomfortable to be vulnerable by sharing these types of feelings with your partner and it's equally important as the recipient of that to understand that your significant other is going out their way to be vulnerable to you so if you say react in the negative way and you shut them down you're going to close them off for any further conversation it's going to make maintaining that relationship even more hard right so yeah being sensitive yeah. to that is very important i agree well thanks for getting my two cents uh, i know no one asked but <laughs> no 100 percent. No, i i agree hey, i agree 100 percent. you me. yourself have been in a long relationship as well so your feedback i mean how you make things work i think i mean maybe we should ask you like what, what do you think about this question like how do you reflect on your own relationship and how do you keep things strong or how do you learn to stay committed and stuff like that? Because you yourself have been, what, five years now it's been? Uh, yeah, almost. Almost five years. And that's a long time, man. You don't think that's, that's a, a long, long time? time? Yeah. No, no, it is a long time. But like for the sake of brevity, uh, like I, I'll just use that one point I say. And the other thing is just maybe that rings true with what my parents told me. Maybe in the early stages of a relationship, um, and me telling them about like, oh, like maybe some things aren't working out. They're just pretty much telling me like, look, Michael, if you're planning on going the, like, the distance with this person, the issues that you're dealing with now are not going to be issues in the future. Like these are small things compared to the things you will deal with in the future, like much bigger problems. And mm-hmm. these aren't problems necessarily with the relationship itself, but just bigger adult issues you'll have to face together. So it just helps shape the perspective of like, why am I getting upset or why am I like being bothered or like giving so much attention to this non-issue, right? So mm-hmm. it's like letting things go. Yeah. So yeah, that was and, one thing that stuck with me. And I think that the fact that you live with Chanel is also a big way for you to test your relationship because you have to live with the person. Like Suyan and I, we don't live together, unfortunately, not yet, but hopefully in the near future. But I feel like <laughs> like we, we we have a pretty strong relationship and Get I think we're very good. Bags. Yeah, and we're very yeah. we're very understanding of 
like each other's like goals and aspirations about where we want to be in life. So I feel like I, I imagine like once we get a house, we start living together. I imagine like instantly we're gonna like start hating each other and resenting <laughs> each other for that. It's like I oh my god, Honestly, I can't stand I hope it. Not. But I and, do want to go through that test of like living with you before actually like legally marrying you. No, I mean after because... eight after eight months, I'd be become common law, and then I get that insurance. Yeah, you can. Hey, you can get that insurance. Got to mooch off that uh, good life and the uh, dental, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the long term plan. Yeah, I spent I spent eight years of my life just so I could get some dental. <laughs> <laughs> like I acknowledge that I'm in a very fortunate situation to like be living with my significant other very early on, and that mm -hmm. not a lot of people will get the opportunity. But yeah, it's. Mm -hmm. It's a different set of challenges, but knowing you guys and how you address things and the fact that you communicate so openly, it's not going to be an issue. Maybe some small mm -hmm. hurdles, but not an issue. Yeah. And I th and I think one of the things is that, like, the way that Suyen and I treat each other, um, like, personally, like, like, in privately, is also how we act outside in public with our friends. And I think any of our friends will know that, too, that we treat each other exactly the same. And there's no, like, there's no nothing different and nothing changes in between each other. Awesome. Well, let's end there because I'm sure we can keep talking about that point and move on to the mm -hmm. next question. Uh, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll just ask this, whatever. Uh, someone asks, if you can use three words to describe, I guess, Alex and Suyen, I guess you can take turns describing each other. What would they be? Uh, Suyen, you want to go first? I want to know what these three words is probably going to be something ridiculous. <laughs> No. Okay, uh, so my first word is um, you're very selfless. Um, oh, I almost although... heard selfish. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I, I know you give off the persona that you're very cheap, you're very frugal, <laughs> you want to spend too much money on this. <laughs> Woo! Oh, I love go. it. I love it. But you know what? He's very selfless with me. Like, he does, he never cheaps out on me. Like, he never buys me the cheapest things. Um, he splurged on on the engagement ring that he gave me. Oh my god! Hell yeah! You better yes, you better let him know. You better let him know. Big dollars, yeah. big money, <laughs> very big dollars. I would be in trouble if I lost it, but um, <laughs> but yeah, very very selfless in my opinion. Whenever I'm craving something, I think I was craving like punji one time, and then he brought it over. Alex is not as cheap as he makes out himself to be. He's not. I think okay. if you're. If, if you're if you're his significant other, then you will be treated very well. So I am he, treated very well. So he's a fucking cheap ass with everybody except you. Wow, what a way to describe me. Um, I I, I think it, the maybe let me try to save this. So I think you're carping it wrong, Michael. Yeah, I what, I'm trying to make it in a funny way. Yeah, no, but in a sense, like yeah, I would never. I, I think she also. If Suyen wanted something like extremely, like ridiculously, like it doesn't make sense to buy something or something like that, I would totally tell her like no, because and I would give her reasons why. But yes, like if I if there is something, I would do it for her. And eventually, uh, unfortunately, I do bend over backwards a lot for Suyen. Unfortunately, for sure. Um, um, unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Do you remember that time we went to Waterloo and bought your oh. so-called iPhone? Let's not forget yes. that. You went to so, Waterloo yes, to yes. buy a phone? Suyen, yes. like her her old shitty Samsung phone, like basically <laughs> was dead. So her brother, who was in Waterloo in school, had a friend who had a connection to get a discount on an iPhone. 
Oh, he and worked at Apple. He worked yes, at Apple. Uh, at Conestoga Mall in Waterloo. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he basically was getting a, get a discount. And and his uh, her brother was like, I can bring it back when I come back, like on the weekend or whatever. And CM was like, no, I can't. I gotta. I need my phone during work. What if somebody calls me, this and that? She, and she's like, I need to go to Waterloo. And I'm like... <laughs> why i'm like can you just wait she's like no i gotta start work i need my phone when i'm working and she was actually looking up like facebook you know those um ride shares where like right. students would like drive from like toronto to waterloo oh, and like man. you pay she was actually looking for those services be- but the problem is that you have to be a waterloo student to take them <laughs> so she couldn't get it and i don't know how she wrote me into this but i ended up driving her ass to waterloo <laughs> on a rainy day we met up with her brother, and then we yes. went and got Lancaster. So all my Waterloo peeps out there know what Lancaster, it's like an yes. American barbecue, like brisket, ribs. Oh, so good. Amazing. But the, the funny thing is that for some reason, I ended up paying up for my own meal. <laughs> so like literally, I drove like an hour and a half to two hours to Waterloo. <laughs> so she could buy her phone and then she didn't even buy me dinner i'm just and i thought about it, i'm like what the hell i'm like why did i pay for my own meal uh, yeah. all right yeah and then to this day i still bugger about it i'm like dude i know you don't you don't ever let me forget it never yeah uh, that's, it's, never. I, it's so funny though how can you forget it <laughs> so true. he so alex did redeem himself by throwing shade in your direction absolutely and yes, that's yeah. and that's and that's who i am <laughs> and that's the secret that's the secret god yes trade blow. <laughs> But Suyen knows that all the things that I say to her might seem wrong or kind of maybe even borderline rude to her, but she knows that everything I say has no like weight behind it or it's like meant as a joke. So she doesn't take it to heart. If there is truly something that maybe like might make her upset, then maybe I'll have to talk to her about it and she'll let me know and then we'll discuss. But like I said, most of the time she knows that I'm joking. Yeah, I feel for you, Alex, when for other people, they might change their tone a bit. When you're joking, you don't change your tone at all. <laughs> so it might be misinterpreted. Exactly. But I see but, where they're coming from. But Suyen knows that everything I say, like she knows how much I care about her. So she knows that obviously uh, I wouldn't drive back to Waterloo to get another phone. But, Hell no. Um, <laughs> no. But I did say that if we ever go back to Waterloo, she has to buy me dinner. Uh, that's a good trade. Yes. I've two din- two dinners. Dinner. She owes me dinner. It's not Literally. any dinner. It's that dinner, so yeah, come on. Yeah. I can't dinner. go back in the past. What's okay. done is done. Okay, anyways, maybe we should move on to the other two words. You could, so you said... Yes, um, yes. What, what was the first word again? Selfless. Cheap, was it? So. <laughs> selfless? <laughs> selfless. Okay, I heard okay. cheap. Okay, selfless. Okay, next. Uh, next one is you're very charming. Oh. oh. You're very well-liked. Oh. Um, at least you charmed your way into me. Like, I always thought you were very extroverted. But, um in terms of my first uh, impression of you, um, you're very talkative. You're someone I wanted to talk to um, because I, I know for you, especially in high school, you were, um, it was very easy to carry a conversation with you. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. I never felt like it would be awkward or difficult. Like, I know for some people that I talk to, the conversation does get kind of dry. And I do worry about that awkward silence or deciding what to say or sometimes you're just not even comfortable with that silence in general but it's always been very easy with Alex because he makes talking with him very entertaining um and I think maybe part of that is because of your sense of humor and you're always cracking jokes up so it makes the person that you're having a conversation with um feel in a very comfortable Mm -hmm. and 
like a very comfortable environment. You feel at ease. You don't feel troubled at all. And at least that's the impression that I got. And I think that's why it was very easy to become friends with him. So you're very charming, Alex. Hell yeah. He, he incepted his face onto your ideal Korean man. And he just plastered his face all over. It's like, yes, this is your prince you're waiting for. I literally got out of the friend zone. Basically, the brother zone. It's impossible, yes. dude. Yeah, it's like literally a pit, an endless pit, and I somehow crawled my way out of it. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Inspiration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was destined to do this podcast. Yes. You are. Hi. <laughs> um, and my last word for you is you're very dependable. Um, I can rely on you very easily. Um, you take good care of me. You take good care of my family. You take very good care of your friends. Um, always offering to pick me up anywhere, anytime, even if it's like the middle of the night. Um, I guess having Alex as like my backbone um, kind of puts my heart at ease, um, knowing that I've, I've got someone to depend on. You're my emergency contact. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, I have. Oh, you you're gonna, gonna make me cry. Contact. You better stop. You're gonna oh, make me cry. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah, it's it's on my phone. Because, like, I used to put my brother as my emergency contact. I wouldn't put my parents because if someone called them and they spoke English to them, they would <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, what? Excuse me, your daughter's <laughs> dying. Uh, oh, no, no air duct cleaning, no? <laughs> no, no English. They'd be like, no English. Bye-bye. They'd be like, sorry, English, English, not well. Something. Uh, so, yeah, so my brother's been my main emergency contact, but... Alex is basically my family now, so you are my emergency contact because you are more reliable than my brother. Aww. Uh-uh. I'm like a yeah. second brother. Oh! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, never gonna so give that up. Yeah, those, are, th- those are my three, three, three words that awesome. best describe Alex. Yeah. Great. Pretty good. What about you, Alex? Um, my three words are actually pretty... I think they're kind of like... Um, reiterations of what I was talking about earlier. Uh, one of them would be easygoing. So, like I said, Suyen, like the reason why our relationship was so fantastic to begin with is because she makes the relationship so easy. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no no stress of me having to like show up and do like crazy things to impress her or make her happy. Just my like, just me being there and me doing small things like picking her up and you know buying her food or something like that, spending time with her, going on hikes together. Like that's all it takes to make this relationship work. And like through, I think just through the the ground of how we built up this foundation is that the reason why our relationship is so strong to this day. Suyin's in silent agreement. I like it. Okay. Or, okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> she's That's a compliment. Too, she's too me. easygoing. You know. Yeah, like, like very easygoing. Like, it's just, I know, it's just I know. so simple, right? Um, <laughs> it was so funny because I the the first word I was gonna use wasn't easygoing. I was gonna say easy, but I just like that sounds really bad. Yeah. Oh, like, yo, Suyin's so easy. I'm like, uh, that's kind of bad. I'm gonna <laughs> no. hold off. Um, the second and the third yep. word the word are actually pretty like in tandem with each other. One of them is empathetic, and the other one is hardworking. So. And this like goes back into her like her work ethic. So like to be a nurse, you have to be somebody who really cares about other people, right? It's not a job for the lighthearted. It's not a job for just people who don't give a shit, 
right? This is a job that you have to put your entire heart and soul into making sure that people get better. And the fact that she, you know, uh, Suyin loses sleep, you know, loses her lunch breaks because all she wants to do is to make sure that people are in the best comfort of care. That is somebody who truly like empathizes with like how they're feeling and stuff like that. In terms of like, yeah, it's like hardworking, it's her work ethic. Like it's just, when it comes to things that Suyin's actually committed to doing, she will full-heartedly put her entire like 110% into it. And that's something I truly appreciate. And like right now we're trying to save up to buy a house. Suyin's picking up tons of overtime in order to, you know, make more money, right? Why not? And she doesn't have to do it. And I remember the years before, Suyin, you remember you would never pick up an overtime shift because <laughs> all you were concerned no. about was like sleeping. I need my time off. I need to recover and relax. Yes, I need but my now, time. Exactly, right? But then mm-hmm. for you now, you're all, you're so focused and you're like, I want to like make more. I want to make sure that we can get a place and be financially stable. And now you're like, picking up overtime shifts and you're willing to like, you know, sacrifice some of your relaxation time so you can, you know, save up as much as you can. And that's a great thing. And it's just, it's, you know, picking up more shifts, making more money. What a sexy thing to do. That's the hottest thing you could do right now. I know. Oh, oh. work. Oh, making more money. Oh yeah. I can retire faster. Oh. Oh. <laughs> such, such sweet words, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> You can see where their focuses lie, but still sweet. I'm still smiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's Mike. Michael, do what? you feel awkward at all? No. Being right, like this is third great. Deal? I okay. love. He's this. the media. He's the mediator. <laughs> I love love. He's the mediator. Oh, yeah, okay. he's the mediator. Awesome. He's just making sure that if we start a fight right here and now, he'll be able to judge it and be like, "Who's in the wrong or who's in the right?" Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. we need that. That'd be useful. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you guys have fights when you first move in, you know who to call. A therapist, yeah. not well, me. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah. No, but like um, maybe, maybe initially, when, if I was younger, I would be like maybe uncomfortable, like maybe be forced to crack a joke to push that aside. But now, <laughs> to like, break the ice, yeah, to break the ice. But no, I'm like I'm fine. I like sitting in the love. You know, this is nice. Mm-hmm. Anyways, next question. Go. Um, okay, this is from one of our friends. Um, <laughs> so Suyin, if you were a no, sorry, if I were a chocolate bar or a candy, what would I be and why? I had quite a bit of trouble like de- deciding what kind of chocolate bar you would be because <laughs> it's a really weird general, question. Yeah, I don't eat chocolate. Chocolate bar in general. When I when I first heard saw this question, I'm like, what kind of question is this? I'm talking to you, Jenny. I'm googling types of chocolate right now. Yeah, I'm like, do you want it to be very metaphorical or whatever? <laughs> but no, I'm just gonna do it very superficial. Alex is gonna be a coffee crisp chocolate bar, but instead of milk chocolate, he's dark chocolate. Oh, he but does what? tan very. He's very dark. Yes, is that correct. why? <laughs> he's, very, he's very tan, and the fact uh, that he loves coffee and he loves it black, so don't need a lot of sugar in this chocolate bar. Or, or maybe it's a regular coffee crisp with like 15% sugar. Mm. Wow. So That's, specific. I like that. I oughtly yeah. like that. <laughs> I used to, like, I used to, uh, such a good joke back in the day. I used to say, like, I like my coffee like I like my woman, regular. But now I can't say that because <laughs> yeah. I drink black. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just say, like, I like my coffee like my, wo- like my woman, bitter on the inside, but delicious. 
<laughs> if you had to uh, give, so what, yeah, one for Sienna. Kind of chocolate what would, would I be, Alex? Oh, <laughs> Sienna would be uh, cookies and cream, like Hershey's cookies and cream, because she's white and pale on the outside, like super pale. Like Sienna is literally a vampire on how pale her skin is. Right. But she then, d- but deep in the inside, there's like these little balls of delicious surprises on the inside. Oh, yours is so much nicer than mine. I know, right? I'm just like, <laughs> it was so yeah. much better. It's like hers is like coffee, Chris, because you're brown. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like coffee, Chris. You like yeah. coffee. He, he likes yeah. coffee and he's brown. But Alex, <laughs> What's yours? Coffee, Chris, is my. It's my favorite chocolate bar. Coffee, Chris, is my favorite. Yes, so bar. I'm your favorite. Perfect. Uh, you are my all right. favorite. See? It's oddly right. fitting it's for your personalities. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, um, what are some- <laughs> this is so funny. Um, it would maybe... be Ferrero Rocher, you know, like, looks Wait, expensive Alex. on the outside. What? If oh, we had to one? give a chocolate bar from Michael, what kind of chocolate bar oh, would Michael be? Um, wow, I have to think that, about that this. We, we, have the, we might have to pause on this one so I can think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The do first, know. the first thing I could think of was, like, an arrow, because- um, he's all he's he's all he's all quality chocolate, but inside he's also uh, bubble also bubbly. Bubbly. What about like a Kinder Surprise? Would that work? So like he he looks delicious on the outside. When you open it up, he's just cheap. <laughs> it's just <laughs> empty space. <laughs> empty and cheap and a, a waste toy. of chocolate space. And a shitty toy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, thanks, thanks, Suyan. Wow, that's really cool, man. <laughs> oh my god. Although to be fair, you guys are like. Two extremes of Asian skin tones, like very dark and very pale. Combined, yeah, hundred percent. Your, your, your kid yeah. will be a normal tone. <laughs> yeah, and literally, we we're very opposites in a lot of way. And literally, it's like opposites attract. Like I'm very loud and like I, you know, very extroverted. Suyen's yeah. very quiet and she keeps to herself. But when Suyen is amongst friends, then she'll speak out and be louder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you for that question about chocolate. Thank really, you. Really gets yes. us thinking. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny Wong, because yeah. we are a doxter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe the last question, um, or I don't know if you have more after this, but the one more question I have is if you guys have any funny argument stories. Um, I mean, I guess I can answer for this one. Uh, we don't argue, really. Like, yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. Suyan and I, I think to this day, we have never really had an argument or a fight. We've had disagreements. I think that's obvious. Like that's, but then I think the disagreements never turn more than just like, oh, like I was wrong. That's my bad. Or like big deal, right? It was never like an argument. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would agree to that too. Like, yeah, I don't think we we would bicker, but I don't think it's ever escalated to the point where um, one party would feel angry at the other party and like they just don't talk to each other or there's difficulty resolving it. I think because of the fact that we resolve it right away or as soon as possible makes it, it kind of de-escalates it so that's not ever considered an argument in a sense. Damn, no drama. No, it's actually very, that's why I'm saying it's so carefree because it's just, like I said, that's how easy it is because we never really fight. When we bicker, it's just because like, for example, maybe I'm doing something and Suyan's being too nitpicky and I'm just like, yo, stop, like get off my back. You know what I mean? Big deal. But it's never like, I'm never rude to the point where it would like upset her or I've never like act out a line or something like that. I think in terms of like 
something funny that we like bicker about because that's who we are we bicker is where when we don't trust each other like we would like try to fact check each other in a sense mm. right like she wouldn't like she wouldn't trust me right so like for example if i tell her something and she thinks it's the other thing she's just like and i tell her no it's right like clearly i'm right i was like no it's obviously this trust me like don't you trust me and she's like you know what i'm gonna go check anyways <laughs> and then she's like i'm just like why and it's like clearly it's this and then, oh, i just wanted to make sure and then that's just like we just bicker it's like literally like we're an old married couple that's literally how it is that's fair it's a whole yeah so so we're actually yeah yeah, we're really boring as i said we were super boring we bicker and we joke around and uh we like make crack jokes at each other and stuff like that and are passive aggressive but in a funny way i think when we're passive aggressive it's never like in a malicious way (laughs) yes i don't think the other person ever takes the passive aggressiveness to heart where yeah. it, it hurts the other person's feeling or they get upset about it. It's usually as like an inside joke. And I think because we both follow the same inside joke, it makes it kind of funny, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I and I think this comes to like our communication where we like we've discussed about these kind of things about like just to make sure that we're on the same level or on the same page about like certain things that we're doing. Right. So like, are you OK if I do this or, or say that if you're OK with that, then there's no ex- there's no surprises. Right. That's true. Yeah, what 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 do other people fight about? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's just so like I, I'm wondering if it's usually if it's is it related to like jealousy? Like let's say for example you're flirting with another girl and I see it and I don't like it, or maybe you're on Instagram and you're looking at a bunch of models and you're liking the photos. <laughs> and, those those could be reasons, that. yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it could be. I mean, first of all, I I have no game because, you know, I've only dated one other person besides Suyen. So, and we've talked about this. Like, if we both broke up, I feel like I could I couldn't date, I couldn't online date, I couldn't date because I I'm so I, it's been oh, so yeah. long. I'm like sc- I'm like royally screwed. Well, I think I, think I would be screwed too. too. That's your incentive to stay I together. Cause yeah, it's just like, oh, we just do it out of complacency. We're just together. Ah, yeah. oh, we we have no other choice. There's nobody else. Sounds like it. We have to stay with each other. Yeah, what a, what a shame. <laughs> we heard it here first. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it would really be based on level of comfort because you guys are really comfortable with each other, which in turn affects you're comfortable with what you see them do. So, I, well, I don't think I can put it any better than what Alex said, which is saying the expectations and like the I guess the boundaries clearly from the beginning, like what is good and what is not. So mm-hmm. if you do catch them doing it, it's like whatever if it's already been established, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, because you they would be disrespecting what you're comfortable with. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I'm not saying that I do flirt with girls and and look at tons of pictures of models and Suyen's okay with it she's just setting examples just to put that out there sure sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah shh shh <laughs> yeah, got off that one no, <laughs> <laughs> that was close <laughs> First list, yeah. my, my goodness um i think there was another question i think i was hoping you would ask it but i can ask myself hey yeah. alex what was the story behind the proposal did Suyen <laughs> have any idea oh yeah Oh, I mean, okay. So, for, so first things first, Suyan, did you have an idea? I had no idea. I, I had anticipated that you would propose to me some, sometime in the future. I just didn't know that you would propose so soon. I thought maybe nice. a year from now or two years from now. 
maybe at least not not 2019 that was recent yeah and i think a part of me kind of thought about like my age i think i was only 24 at the time when i got engaged and i thought like isn't 24 kind of young but at the same time after i thought about it like there's no designated age to when you can get engaged or when you can get married it's just whatever yeah. you feel comfortable with and whatever you feel that it is right so honestly uh, now yeah, I, I don't care about it anymore yeah if you waited then like what were you waiting for right yeah exactly yeah, exactly i had nothing that i was waiting for it was i would have said yes regardless <sighs> She's waiting for that uh, guy to sweep her off her feet. No, she wouldn't have said yes regardless because I have told her so many different scenarios of how oh, I was going to yes. propose to her right. that she was like, hell no, I would say <laughs> no. yes to that. I would, yeah. Can we hear I some of those? I literally told her I straight up was going to propose to her at her locker in Bethune. And she's like, if you fucking do that, I'm literally going to walk away. <laughs> I wouldn't even go to Bethune. Hell no. No, I got to like bait you into going to Bethune and I would take you to like, remember your locker? Surprise you know bam here's a ring it's in the locker yeah there's there's one other scenario that alex brought up about um when he said he would marry me he would ask it in this particular way would you madam marry me (laughs) (laughs) what the i would never i think at that time isn't that from like a youtuber yeah joe you know joe just kidding films yeah (laughs) yeah he always says mother so i was just like I was like, will you mother marry me? And she's like, oh, if you ever no. say it like that, I will straight up say no. Try again. Yes, please try again. Please yeah, do please it at the it. wedding. No! Well, I'm gonna say it. Would be I'm gonna say it. I'm, I'm gonna say it at my vows. <laughs> I hope oh. you I'll, I'm gonna hold you to I, that. I will literally tell the minister to be like, Do you do you Suyen take Alex to be your lawfully wedded <laughs> like mother husband? Um I would crack up. I would I would literally pay him to do that. Uh, and then you would keep it a secret from me, wouldn't you? 100%. Yes, 100%. Of course. Uh, 100%. W- but was uh, KFC on a Tuesday one of the destinations? Yeah, <laughs> yep. 100%. 100%. <laughs> we have a wedding on a Wednesday and then have KFC come and pretend to offer to any Tuesday. Oh. It was like, just JK, it's Wednesday. That's good. You know, Alex still makes that joke with me in like real life. Sometimes it'll be a Saturday and he'll be like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> and there was one time where you actually believed me. Yes, yes. I'm like, it's not <laughs> Tuesday. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's so cruel. Um, yeah, it's a little cruel, but it's still funny, it's funny to this day. It's more funny. Um, but yeah, in terms of like the proposal. Yeah, like uh, my like, yeah, like, for her, it's. Based on like, yeah, there was no time, like there was no like reason to wait any longer. And I had a friend who fortunately he was able to get a deal on the engagement ring and I got a really good price on the ring and I offered to jump into it. So I took the offer and I was holding on to it. And I'm just like, I don't feel comfortable just holding on to it because I want to give it to Suyan. Right. I want to give it to her. I want to like have her wear it because i i like the ring myself i'm just pissed off because i can't wear it because it's so nice you know what i mean i personally thought it was really nice right you have to wait right? till the wedding to get like a band that's it yeah you, you go like guys go out of like go out of their way i did my research i searched up the four c's in diamonds you know did all that <laughs> stuff vvs you know all yeah. that stuff just so that somebody else could wear it i'm like what about me man jeez man but you're so and, selfless uh, you know Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you're so selfless. Yeah, and apparently cheap, right? Because I got a good deal, right? I've never said 
<laughs> but, but mind you, Alex was very considerate. Like he he got everything that I wanted in a wedding ring. Um, I yes. think at that time when you were buying it, I was even like telling you about. What yeah, I we were at Magic Noodle, and you and you straight up just gave me all the deets about what you wanted. You're like, I want a yeah. six six. Uh, what was it? A six stone? Oh no, six a six pronged. cut, six, six prong, six, six prong diamond. Uh, I want it like this. I want a pavese set. I'm just like secretly just writing it down on my phone. <laughs> you know. And I got all the details and then I just basically talked to my friend and then we got it done and it looked great. And like I said, I was holding it and it was in my room. And I'm just like, I'm just afraid that she might see it. And I just basically sprung into action because I wanted her to wear it. So originally I thought about, hey, why don't I give it to her when we're overseas, when we go to Japan? Because that was our original plans. Um, but then that, uh, but then I was like, that would take too long because I wanted to give her to her right away. So I thought maybe we could go on a trip because one of our fondest memories together was actually we drove up to Tobermory, which is like four hours away. And we basically had a day trip. We spent one day there and then drove back. And we spent the enti entire day driving and just like being each in being in each other's company. And it was uh, honestly one of my most favorite memories I have with Suyan. And yeah, and we just had a great time. We just woke up at 5 a.m. in the morning got some coffee and drove for like four hours and then hiked and then drove back and we were tired as hell. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was like one of the greatest days I ever had with Suyan. And I thought about doing that again, but then I was talking to Suyan and she's like, no, I don't think we should go. It's like too late, whatever. So I'm like, crap. So what could we do? So I decided that we should go hiking at one of these trails. I think it was like in Hamilton, I think it was, or Mississauga, something Hamilton. like that. Yeah. Hamilton. And I just decided to do that there. And uh, I think, how did I, how did I trick her? Remember we played that you, little game? Yes. You yeah, went I to bought... Walmart the day before and you were buying a bunch of different snacks and goodies. Um, and you, you kept telling me like, oh, I bought a snacks. Like, but you didn't want to tell me what they were and you just had guessing what they were. So you kind of had this like mystery going on. <laughs> so I'll let you finish the story, Alex. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to continue. But basically, I basically played a game with her where I told her to close her eyes and I would basically give her snacks and she had to guess what they were. And she was pretty good because they're all like Asian snacks, like koalas marching or stuff like that, like stuff that she knew. It was obvious. But I think the third one, I think it was the third one, was I basically threw the threw the ring box in her hand. Oh. Right? And she was like, what is this? It's like, it feels like a box. I'm like, yeah, it's a box. <laughs> and then I just took it from her hand. I was like, because she was like, moving the box around and I knew the ring was going to be out of place, right? So I'm like, oh, let me, let me, let me, give me that back, right? So I fixed it and then I'm like, yeah, here, look. And then pretty much it, that's how it was. And it was like, it was something that we did that we both enjoyed because we both love to hike and it was during the fall, probably my favorite season of the year is fall. So it was something that we were in a place that we both enjoyed. And I think that's like something that we treasured and that's why I think it was a, a great moment despite not being able to do it in the circumstances that I wanted to originally. Um, and the funny thing is that literally I proposed to her and then like three weeks later, I left for a cruise. <laughs> bye. Yeah, you're right. I, no, I it wasn't really... like two weeks. It was like two weeks later. I literally was like, bye, lol, bye. I'm going on a cruise to Japan because you didn't want to come. Like three weeks later. Something like that, yeah. Like, yeah. But I think what I liked the most about it was that, again, it was during the fall time. So all the leaves were yellow. It was freaking beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and oh, Alex yeah. was... I liked how Alex planned a majority of that date, which was something I was not used to at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, she always nice. har it was always nice. always harps on me for not being like yeah. a planner. So 
the fact that I, I went mean, out of my way to plan it, she's just like, oh my god, I'm in love. So nice, <laughs> so nice. She's but so he, he caught was... off guard by that that she wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. That was the trick. But he was he was planning for a long time. Like I think he even mentioned he was messaging Jenny asking where she bought her like tripod, um, and then he bought that off Amazon. Um, and he was quite sneaky where he was setting it up and saying, let's take some photos. And I guess he had it, um, recording when he was doing the actual proposal. Mm -hmm. So good job, Alex. Yeah. Thanks, man. Lots, lots Appreciate of it. Points no, for that. no problem, bro. Got you. <laughs> it's nerve wracking. Cause if you fucked up the recording, that like, that's it. <laughs> can't. I'm telling, I'm telling you, man, it like for people who's going to be like proposing, it is so hard to remember what you're going to say during that time. No joke. I, I had this entire thing that I wanted to say to Suyen when I proposed to her. I did not say shit. I couldn't. Like, I just couldn't. Like, it's just in the moment. It's just so hard. So, will you yeah. me? <laughs> no, no, it's not even that. It's just like I wanted to say stuff, but it's just like the emotion that you get especially when you're with somebody exactly. that yeah yeah it's just impossible so like for all the people out there who want to like you know do the little special thing for their partner if you're thinking about doing something long drawn out proposal speech i if you really love the person there's no way you can do it because i yeah. literally could probably got like three words out mm. yeah. yeah and even whatever you said i don't even remember <laughs> that's I even the so funnier like, part yeah I know. like like so you were please. so in the moment you're like yeah. i can't even remember Please record it. Please document it because um, as a girl receiving, like, you're just so overwhelmed with emotions and shock. And one thing that Alex is saying is just leaving the other ear because I'm not even processing what's going on. Mm. Yeah. Like, all she saw was like, wow, that's a nice rock. And then just literally blah, 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 blah. I love you. Blah, 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 blah. I put it on my it, fucking it, finger right now. <laughs> it looked kind of cheesy because the ring box had uh, the LED light shining. Dude, that, that oh, light was sick. sick. Dude, that's that sick. sick. Dude, don't even diss my freaking LED light. It made the ring look so nice. This man has taste. It did. It did. Yeah. It did. Oh wow! Shout out to shout out to my boy Adam if he hears this <laughs> Even for setting me up. When he told me about that, I'm like, that sounds kind of bad, right? This LED light sounds kind of shitty, right? And then he's like, no, trust. And then I saw it, I'm like, damn, it's nice. It did make the ring look super, super beautiful. I'm telling you. And now, see, her, Suyen's ring box has a light that doesn't work anymore. No, the battery ran out. <laughs> yeah, because she left it on too long. Oh. She left it on too long. Appreciate it too much. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. And yeah, I remember the pictures of the day. It was it was very picturesque. That was very fortunate. Mm -hmm. Real good. Yeah. I, I believe everyone in our friend group knew about the proposal. Except for me. Ooh. Which kind of Yeah, like I, I told I told everybody. Yeah, I told everybody that I was going to do it and everybody and we created a separate Facebook group just for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you then know the what? I, I thought the proposal was quite reminiscent to the promposal that you did back then too, where um, <laughs> yeah. you had a separate Facebook group or like a chat room with all our friends and you're keeping secrets and I'm the only one that's not aware. <laughs> yeah. Kind of felt like that again. Wait, there, yeah. I, I'm seeing a pattern here of Alex doing something and Suya never being aware of it coming. <laughs> yeah, literally, I just hide all the secrets Everything. from Suya and she never knows, yeah. Because Suyen says she feels bad because, like, she, like, wants to tell me and something like that. But for me, like, oh. my secrets for her is just because, like, it benefits her in the long run. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I have a really hard time keeping secrets from him. I was trying to surprise him for Valentine's Day with this, like, 
commissioned drawing. I think you probably saw it on Instagram. But I, I messaged that the Singaporean illustrator and I was messaging them behind Alex's back. It was really hard to keep it away from him because I wanted him to see the photo as well too. Oh, oh, uh, there's a portrait? Oh, I don't think I saw it. It's on it's, it's on our Instagram. It's our new uh, YouTube thumbnail. Oh wait, I well I, I need to remind myself. I'll look at it after this. It it was the one that <laughs> um, Chanel asked you to like. Oh, and it's cash. Yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> oh wait, I need to relook at that. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> it slipped down my mind. I was too emotional when I saw it. You know, out one year. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that last question, Chanel. Uh, if you're not subtle. I I know what you're doing. All right. Thank you. Hint, hint, <laughs> hint, hint received. Thank you, and thanks for the great answer, guys. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's any last words you want to get out for our esteemed audience. I think, in terms of like us three, I think we're all like really close because, like I said, you went to school with her for a while, and like I, I think that the reason why you and I are friends, Michael, are such good friends to this day is because you were close with Suyin as well. Mm. And you were always like an advocate for like our relationship from the beginning. Right. I, uh, well, like, we that's were true. Yeah. We were friends in high school, but I think because of my relationship with Suyan, we continued to stay friends after the fact. Mm -hmm. And like I said, like you were always like supportive of our relationship and you were, you were there from the beginning, literally the beginning. Oh, yeah. On that yeah, balcony. It was. Those mm -hmm. fucking macaroons. Those $21 macaroons Hell that I never yeah. got to eat. <laughs> yes. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, I I remember when we were trolling Michael about us breaking up. He was like, oh, that's a great story. Like, Dude, fuck you guys, I was hard. <laughs> oh my god, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Oh my god, that's the best. Yes. <laughs> Why would you do that to me? Oh my god, please, uh, uh, Suyan, share the story, please. I I don't remember how Michael thought that we broke up, but I just remember accidentally revealing that. We yeah, you 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 you. You made the mistake, right? I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, because we kept we, we kept bringing up the conversation. Like, so I, I, I would be like very serious with Michael, right? I, I think he'd be like asking yeah. me about Suyin, and I'm like, dude, Suyin and I broke up. And he's like, what? Really? No <laughs> way! Like, how? Like, I'm just like, yeah, it just happened. We, you know, just you know, we broke up, and it's like it's okay, we're chill, like everything's good and stuff like that. And then he would talk to talk to Suyin, and I'm like, Suyin. Michael think we, thinks we broke up. Just play along, play along. And she's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then she's like, yeah, it's just like we we did it and something. And he was like, and then Michael was genuinely so sad. And that's why I say Michael's such a great friend, right? Because he like was like so genuinely sad because he thought our relationship would work. I'm like, Suyin wouldn't lie to me. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not, that's not uncharacteristic of her. Right? She's cold hearted. Like looking, he's like, yeah, we're done. I'm like, ah. No. And then she she ratted herself out because you guys were out studying. I think it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we were studying at Green Grotto, um, and I, and I think uh, we I think I was asking Michael about oh do you have any plans after this? What are you gonna do? And I think you said like you didn't have to, anything to do. And you asked me, are you do you have any plans? And I told you that I was going to go hang out <laughs> with somebody <laughs> and do X Y Z. And you're like oh with who? And I'm like. Uh, and I, I guess I, I think at that point you kind of caught me because I had a really guilty face and I knew that I couldn't hide uh, the secret any longer. So uh, yes. I, I told I told him that it was Alex. And but mind you, we did keep this going for like a month. So for a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so long. It was so long. <laughs> You're killing me. 
Uh, yeah so basically that month i just never talked about alex or anything i just talked about nursing with you i think little did you know i loved hearing about alex through you and then that was the hardest part about it yeah i mean like we we can we can still talk about it because you know like suya and i broke up no shut shut the hell (laughs) (laughs) we're not going there anyway yeah (laughs) old trauma we're having some rocky (laughs) stop it stop it i'm i'm grown now can't fool me alex you know what we should do we should like send invites to everybody and not send michael a wedding invite and then he'll ask like why why didn't i get anything and we'd be like because we broke up yeah what wedding i don't know what you're talking about there's no wedding yeah we've been we've been separated for a while now no Uh, no not not again oh ptsd no No, but for your heart alex wouldn't keep that from me we're co-hosts of a podcast you can't get a closer relationship than that you know yeah like michael is literally like right beside suyet in terms of exactly I, I'm, really? I'm, cha- I'm challenging you and eventually i oh, might okay. take that ring we'll get yeah like the, the second resized. that if, if suyen ever left like instantly michael would get the ring i proposed to michael instantly and it's an expensive ring i'm working my way towards there so you better watch yourself mm. that's right okay that's right. <laughs> I'll, be, uh, I'll be extra careful good good well uh, <laughs> I, I feel uh we should probably wrap it up you know at this point we could probably go on for a bit longer but for the mm-hmm. sake of editing and for sake of our viewers um i, I would like to thank suyen for coming on to the podcast you know being such a great guest thank you thank you for having me and you guys were wonderful co-hosts for this podcast made it very easy to talk to just felt like i was talking to two friends which is exactly what it was supposed to be. Yeah. She would, uh, Suyin would know if she watched any other episode, but this is her first experience with the podcast. So it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, anyways, uh, thank you again for your continued support. And we will look forward to hearing from you and seeing you on the next episode of Bounce Boys. Thanks for listening to the episode. Feel free to leave us questions or let us know if you want to be a guest. We look forward to seeing you back on the Bouts of Boy podcast.